fan of Harry Nilsson, but I don't know if this is the pump the show needs to get started on a lazy Thursday. Well, see, look, it's Thursday, and this is a real Thursday-heavy song, and it being Thursday, I felt the most appropriate Thursday song to play on Thursday. You don't worry that's not a little too on the nose? <laughs> I've got some exciting news for you. Okay. In, the, in the middle of a world of shit, and I mean it is shit, we've got Molly back for us this summer. Molly! Thanks, everyone. And Molly, new glasses. New glasses, Molly. That's me. When did you get the new glasses? I got them in May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went down to a store in Newton. Yeah. And I picked them up. I basically asked for black glasses, and this is what the lady gave me. So. Well, Maybe your new nickname should be Four Eyes, and everybody can throw stuff at you. <laughs> no! nerd there. Get the nerd, everyone. But here's the problem. Nerds are so popular now <laughs> that if you're not a nerd, no one likes you. Hey, that guy likes sports. What a weirdo. He's yeah. a jock. Uh, you're going to be back with us this summer. Yes. And we have a... I'm going to call this an advanced internship. We're taking her next level this That's year. That's exciting. No more... What I like to call Shelby shit. <laughs> Good. Good. If you would have been graduating last year instead of Shelby, oh, God, will we be happy today. It'd be a perfect world. I got two mm. more years still. Really? Jesus Christ. You're just a, a, a young four-eyed nerd, I guess. <laughs> now, you're leaving after saying hi to us today. Then you're taking off to go where? To Israel. Oh. What? Why is everyone so disgusted? Well, we're all really pro-Palestine here. <laughs> okay. You know, those kids have been under a lot of heat. Well, they got a rocks over there, man. One thing we it? learned from Jeffrey Garion yesterday is I hate hate, <laughs> which I don't know if it's even possible to do. He's against hate. He went nuts yesterday. But it was in a great way. <laughs> but saying I don't hate except for people who hate, that I hate them. That's like saying the only de- way to deal with rape is to <laughs> rape them. <laughs> This will teach him. Hold on. Here's what I love. Shelby got the punchline before it happened, and he was already laughing along for the upcoming punchline. Classic Shelbs. Classic Shelbs. Classic Shelbs and Four Eyes. Maybe the, <laughs> the new love story this year. Well, that would be a, some sort of violation now. 
used to be oh, okay. Oh, yeah, but now, that's right. This would be considered... Now it's a forbidden love. I don't know. It would be the... Yeah, it is. Like most of the love you're involved in. I would hardly in. call it love. Yeah. It uh, is forbidden. But it would be considered... Whatever statutory rape would be in a corporate society, where she would not be advanced enough to even know the decision that she's making. She couldn't say, oh, I know this is a good decision. It's like suitsatory rape. Suitsatory rape, which would be, which happens in this world. You know, like years ago. It was not like, let's say the 70s, probably this stopped in the 80s, but even in the 70s, professors would date a lot of their students. Right. And it'd be considered, ah, that makes a lot of sense. The girls are learning new <laughs> things. But the, when, that stopped, I believe, when parents started paying so much money. To put their kids in school. You know what I mean? A quarter million dollars? Yeah. No Someone's saying, I'm not paying $100,000 to have you bone my daughter, you weirdo. <laughs> you're not getting it in. And it, all right. <laughs> it's, first of all, it's so... You're just destroying it, and it's gone. It's over. I'm still GTLing. I know. That's the problem. You're now at the first thing. You're what, 30? I am 30 years old. You're the. This is the first time in your life that your references get stale. At 30, uh, you were still behind the curve. I still got all those fucking episodes DVR'd. I watch them all the time. Well, you're still telling me you're taking this some next level shit. <laughs> yeah. Watched, going. I watched Hackers last night. Oh, Hackers, okay. Don't you yeah. badmouth Hackers. First of all, yeah. There's a lot of shit that you can badmouth. Hackers in the Matrix I won't put up with. The second and third Matrix, enjoy. But Hackers, <laughs> we're going to hack the planet by typing fast. And having all kinds of weird images on our computer screen that looks like we're following into another dimension. That was the exact opposite of what hacking actually is, where right. you're fucking flying through a 3D world. Where in the <laughs> it's just fucking looking at numbers and lines of code. That's what hacking is. They've really they've confused the thing that hacking and typing fast are not the two things. <laughs> what was the thing when Wolverine was the hacker for John Travolta? A swordfish. Yeah, and he's just like so yeah. Break into this in 10 seconds, and he's just gone like a mad dog. And then, like, take a look at the computer I lined up for you. It's got seven screens. I saw some just shitty network procedural where, like, the person was trying to hack, and they were trying to do it fast, and their colleague said, oh, wait, I'll help you. And then they started typing on the other side of the keyboard as if, like, <laughs> they were washing dishes <laughs> to get them done faster. <laughs> to do wet. What's that? It's a duet, like on the piano keyboard. A duet on the piano keyboard and a duet on the hacking keyboard. That's Mr. Fez Watley, everybody. Ow! <laughs> nice. You gave him that thing. You gave him the owl. The rock and roll owl. You invented it. Well, at least I say I invented it. <laughs> no, you did yeah. invent it. Some other guy did. Woo! Woo! In between dick. songs. And then I came up with... Ow! 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 And trying to say, yeah, 
like fucking two chords in to let everyone else know <laughs> I got the song before you do. You know the catalog really yeah. well. And then sometimes I'll turn around and I'll yell out, this is from their third album, you know. They never or, do this. Yeah, they, they haven't played this live since January 4th, 1997. Okay. That was always at a Grateful Dead show. People would yell to you that you were there at a special night because they hadn't played that before. Now here's a and this was one of the weirder concert experiences I ever had for these kind of references. When uh, we had Mr. Bruce Springsteen up at the Apollo, at the end of the show, everybody was totally excited because he didn't play Born to Run, <laughs> which was the first time since like 1974. So everyone was yelling, can you fucking believe it? This is amazing. He didn't do Born to Run. And I go, it's not a real concert. It's a radio concert. So we shouldn't get that no, happy no, no. about it. You were there for history. Okay. That's what people were telling me. <laughs> That's insane. Of something that was omitted. It's he, fucking crazy. He didn't do something we wanted him to do. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah! Yeah! That's cult talk. <laughs> really, it's, it felt to me like the first time you noticed that your dad didn't kiss your mom goodnight. And you're like, uh-oh. Something's going bad here. But everyone else was like, this is history. This is it. Like your sisters and brother came over. Can you believe it? It's starting to happen. Sheets don't go on the couch. I tried to put that in a place that Shelby could understand because when your parents broke up, he didn't join either family. Why is dad going to spend time with his friend Lee? Why is he staying at their house for a couple days? We have extra rooms. Was Lee a guy or a girl? Leave that up for the audience. No, why don't you just tell us? <laughs> no, is, no. is that because you don't know yet? <laughs> Wait, this reminds me of something. Yeah. Yesterday I was walking and I heard a young girl talking to her dad, and she was like, Daddy, she was probably like four or five. Daddy, what do you call somebody if you don't know if they're a boy or a girl? And the dad said, if you call them dog, you could never be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, there used to be that website overheard in New York that people oh, I love that it. fucking thing. Today, I had the same experience. I'm coming in here, and a girl's on the phone, and she goes like this to her friend. I should just join a fucking geisha house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what got up to that point, but... I love the one that Molly heard is, just call him dog, and you can never be wrong. It's great to know that surfers are having children and giving out surf parent advice. Um, that is, uh, that's fucking cool stuff. Well, did, have you ever noticed the uh, huge fights that you can see people have on the streets on their phone as if they're in their house? Oh, you just hear someone just cursing out their significant other. There was a, I was at I was in fucking Williamsburg, and there was a girl just crying, bawling, screaming at her fucking boyfriend. I'm not drunk, and I don't love you anymore. Why won't you come out to the fucking bar? <laughs> and there's just people walking by. There's just fucking right. dozens of people on the street, and this fucking girl just doesn't care because the phone makes you feel like you're in a different place you know just like you'll see people in the car singing really <laughs> loud and you're right, right next to them at a red light and you're like you wouldn't normally be rocking out you probably feel like you're in a place but you're outside dude 
<laughs> the phone makes you feel like I've left the reality that I'm actually in, and I'm free to act this way. It's a social divider where you feel like there's no eyes on you. Social divider. That's it. It's like I don't have to fucking. I don't, I, I I get free reign of of my actions. You should have just left it as social divider. You would have been. <laughs> you would have been so cool if you just let it there without dropping into your dropping fuck four times. You know, it's like when you're trying to fuck a fucking fucker. You know, you get it right. Social fucking divider. <laughs> Ugh, You're wearing a bedspread around your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's a yeah. You remind me of the, of the roommate who wakes up at four and just walks out in the living room with just a blanket around them <laughs> to hide his naked body. What's and going it, on? You know, what happened last night? <laughs> crazy fucking night, huh? <laughs> yeah, you were crazy, dude. You were the lunatic. Tell me what happened. I love, I love yesterday when you you mentioned how many times you was taking his hat on and off. <laughs> it's becoming something. It's weird. It's fucking happens a lot. In the first five minutes of the show, he took his hat off and on like eight times, a couple times even hung it up. Fez is in room today. What's happening, Fez? Just a slight problem with Lappy 5000 that I have to take care of. Okay. Well, it's always good to have here someone here from the AV department. <laughs> Fez Wiley, tech support. <laughs> That's me, computers. <laughs> See, the, I go back far enough that the AV department was really just about the movie thing that they would take around. They were the only ones who knew how to turn on and off the projector. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. I think the projector's like gone now, like that old, the old school, like the overhead yeah. projector. I don't know why we had it then. We had fucking TVs. <laughs> I guess they thought because they owned it, keep it going. Yeah. We used to use overhead projectors in class, and right. they would write like you know whatever math. Or I remember learning uh, cursive from an overhead projector. Well, that was always the fun thing that if the teacher was called out of the room and then came back to find something hideous. <laughs> Um, I thought it would be amazing just to draw a spewing penis on there and sit back at my seat and have her come in. First of all, she smudges it out, and then as she's screaming at us, we're like this. I thought it was already there from the last class. <laughs> that was there when you put it on earlier. Now they have smart boards. There's like these giant boards where you can like pull up computer screens, but they They're still so never cool. work. Oh. Yeah, nothing ever works. That's why they keep pushing this self-fucking uh, driving car. And I'm like, but my phone goes out in dark yeah. places. Am I going to be sitting in the back seat eating a sandwich just to see the car doing whatever? It's frozen now. I'll never, I'll never trust the smart car. I got to reboot the car. How do I do that? <laughs> but we'd be in class with the smart board, and like it's like a way to oh, you can go up and like interact. So there's like these different markers that like re correspond with the sensor. But then you like write, and it would only half write. So then the teachers in the back going, "No, just wave your hand in front of the sensor. Just wave it." And All right, let me see. Listening. Is there any picture of a smart board? They also this, have. Uh... This replaces the blackboard, right? Yeah. What okay. happened to chalk? What's wrong with chalk? Chalk. Chalk? How yeah. old are you now, Chris? <laughs> 30. They had, like, different colored markers, but the only way that the marker would write in the color that it was in would be if the smart board recognized the fact that that marker was missing. So if you took two markers out, it wouldn't know which color to do, and it would just do, like, a blend of the two. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> 
I'm, I am I feel like I'm looking at the Starship Enterprise when I see shit like that. I don't like it. I, if I was in the school, I would just fucking put an axe through it. <laughs> I don't want the goddamn computer on the screen. You can't put an axe through it. No, I put an axe through it and hand him a piece of chalk and get some black paint. I'm not getting it. Not a fan of the smart board. That hipster with the big mustache is back to work Geek on the... Geek Squad. Uh, you're welcome. Hey, is Geek Squad still around, Fez? Yeah, they still have Geek Squad. I think it's bigger than ever at Best Buy. I didn't know that. I didn't think... I thought they were too expensive. No, people still... But people just be like, all right, my, I'm in a Best Buy. It's where my, my computer crap. I guess I'll go to fucking Geek Squad. Could you come in and clean all the porn off my computer without <laughs> judging me? Thank you. Yeah, a lot of it's death porn. Just don't make a big deal out of it. It looks like you're killing some of these people. This is snuff, dude. See, I think to be in a geek squad, you can you must act like you don't know it. You, you know have I mean? to because then you're, you, you feel like yeah, but you can't bring it up to people. It's like a doctor; you don't want to tell them where you got it. You just want the medicine. If I ended up on a geek squad, I was like, they like found like kitty. If I found kitty porn or whatever, I don't know what I'd have to delete it and just burn the computer. I'd freak out. <laughs> He'd put an axe through well, it. <laughs> That's his answer to everything. I'd put an axe through it. Uh, here's Murray in Tallahassee. Hey, Murray. That's something fun to do. Uh, when you're at a meeting and it's boring as shit, your manager has his computer plugged in to the uh, smart screen. He's doing a display or whatever. Just send him an email off your phone and put in the subject line, AIDS test in or STD report back or whatever, and it kind of pops up in the bottom corner of whatever he's doing. This is the only way to find some humanity <laughs> in the world. That's corporate espionage. It's the sound of it. You ought to put an axe through it. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Not happy with something? Put an axe through it. That says put a bird on it. Put an axe through it. <laughs> Got a new TV set? Put an axe through it. Seems logical to me. I can't believe you're still alive with your violent ways. I can't believe something horrible hasn't happened to you. Oh, I feel like there is a terrible accident coming my way where I'm just taken out immediately. Drunk premonitions. <laughs> yeah. Railroad tracks. Well, yeah, like you're one of those guys who gets drunk and falls and hits his head on a fucking table and just bleeds out <laughs> yeah. over the course of a weekend. What a shame. No one came up to check up on him. Like, but, I thought he had together. But the whole thing is, they see that you tried to stop the bleeding with a bathroom towel. <laughs> Like, if he would have just gone to the hospital, he would have got this. five stitches. That's pussy. No, this, I'm not going to deal with the ER. I'm trying to think. Well, Fez, you're my thinker. Who was the famous actor that did that back in the 80s? He was a, he was a, a big actor in the 40s, but he fell and hit his head. Uh, let's see. Bing Crosby did no. it. Bing Crosby, no. He's not an actor. He's a crooner who was in some movies. And he also beat his children. But that actually had a friend of mine thinking, when I drink alone, I'm going to start wearing a football helmet. <laughs> like, instead of straighten yourself out. No, but I can see. I just got a really long straw to sip the drink to the helmet. Oh, God. Anything that you do to try to defend yourself against your own drunk Hulk <laughs> is terrible. I knew this guy. Fez, he was a gay guy. 
And he said that when he sat down to drink alone, he would take, before he started drinking, he would take massive amount of duct tape and tie up, this is pre, you know, cell phones, and tie his phone up so much so that he couldn't give a sassy, mean, middle of the night <laughs> call to friends and relatives. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he was Southern. You son of a bitch, he fucked me over ten years ago. <laughs> Drunk again. And I didn't have any memory of it whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe you should quit. All right, Blowhard has the answer for me. Go ahead, Blowhard. It was the great William Holden. Thank you very much. Blowhard, just, you know uh, what? He banged his head. I never said this before. Blowhard... You're going into the big ass prize closet. Uh, wow, that, that that's really generous, but you don't have to. I mean, I want to. I want to as a way of showing up these other guys for not googling William Holden fast enough for <laughs> I me. No, Blowhard is a Google. You can just ask him well, questions and he'll spit movies. out answers. I like Google. A lot of times it's wrong, but it's fast. There's <laughs> an algorithm inside his head. What exactly is an algorithm? Because I hear it in all these detective shows, but. I believe. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm no computer programmer or mathematician. Why, why fucking hide? Why not just jump out there? <laughs> it's a mathematical equation that uh, computes large amounts of data. Right, but how does that help us solve crimes down the road? Like it, things repeat themselves, so you know something happens. It, it, can, it, it can take like multiple different sources of information and try to get you an answer or point you in a direction as to what. Oh, as to what your original question was. Like Google, you'll, you type in a question, it'll grab that question from all over the internet to try to give you a... And do it super fast, and then yeah. that way they can tell you there's 1,800 answers, most of them wrong. Yeah, that's how they initially you know, blew up. It was just a search engine, because this algorithm they made was faster and more accurate than anything else on the internet. You sound like Silicon Valley now. I, w I wish. I saw a thing about our guy T.J. Miller, I'm not even going to repeat what? Because I only found it on one place on the internet. Bad? Bizarre. Really? I'll save it to you for uh, a commercial <laughs> since you and I both love him. I can't get enough to you. You remember Miller. the day? Were you with me the day yeah, I stopped we were, him in the hall? Were in here, yeah. This was like seven years ago or something. <laughs> it was right after that uh, the short movie you made, The, yeah, the um, Functioning this, Alcoholics. The Successful Alcoholics. Your algorithm was wrong, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> put an axe through it. That's my Make algorithm. up an algorithm and put an axe through it. <laughs> You should be working at Hooli. Rest and best. I Those think uh, today we're going to put out uh, the first of our weekly, the new intern series, The Halls. The Halls. By the way, Molly, how do you like our new lobby? Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I think I like the old uh, one better. Everyone in the... I saw... I was talking to some people that were in there about the makeover and like everyone's over it by now, but I was freaking out. You were just awesome. loving it. Yeah. yeah. I actually was thinking to myself today, this, this screen doesn't look as blue anymore. <laughs> well, we also need new stuff. They can't keep running the same stuff around the clock. Yeah, I, I keep just keep seeing Mark Zito on there like you yeah. know, every two minutes. <laughs> Looking all upset. Like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on in the background of, like, God. Mark Zito fucked up yesterday, too. Oh, yeah. Big you time. You know that story. I heard that. Tomorrow, are we going to have the verbs on? Yes, we are. Along with the great Ronnie Spector. Mm-hmm. Became a classic moment. That was a wild one. It, it worked out beautifully. Thanks to you, Chris. You put an axe through it. <laughs> hey, Ronnie, come here. <laughs> no. Uh, Frankie in Poughkeepsie, you're on the air. Hey, go figure. Pe pepper, hip, uh, pecker, pecker lips is wrong. Dick. What you're happened? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say it. Um, 
An algorithm is a series of if-or statements that lead you to a conclusion. It's like a flowchart, a mathematical flowchart. Oh, that makes so much more sense than what that moron was. And <laughs> hey, what do you say now? Mathematical. What did I say? Mathematical equation, flowchart, same difference. Oh, word math in there. Okay, sensor. You couldn't even say my fucking name, Dick. All right, Chris, you're not helping with All that. Right. You could be learning, no. okay? Okay. Shut it and listen, okay? <laughs> okay. He's smarter than you. No, this guy, Frank, ain't smarter than me. <laughs> he lives in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> exactly. He's not smarter than That's me. the math capital of the world. <laughs> hey, it's IBM. <laughs> IBM's Poughkeepsie. So? Live in New York City. I Everything think. great's here. Uh, you live in Queens. <laughs> we don't really call that the city. I got Coffin Studios. They <laughs> Ghostbusters was shot there. Okay. So that's current. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Orange is the New Black. Netflix. Do you know how desperate that sounds by you trying to care because there's some studio that get, that has like free stuff film companies? I found out now that I live in the art district of Astoria. They've rebranded my neighborhood. That was you know what that means? Rents are going up. It's they're already crazy high. Because you know who re rebrands neighborhoods? Real estate people. <laughs> the city I don't even think the city recognizes some of these names. Like Dumbo or... Yeah, Dumbo, Tribeca, Soho. Fidei. Yeah, these are all made-up things. I kind of hate them. <laughs> and now that I'm being part of it, it's, it's just driving my anger even higher. Well, you weren't around when they were fucking protesting the one percenters. You're like, look at those dumb hippies. USA, motherfuckers. He always yells USA at people when he feels like... <laughs> He yeah. wants to win an argument. Exactly, because listen, if you're fucking arguing with me, then you must not love America. Kiss my ass. USA. Love it or leave it, asshole. Yeah. Put a fucking axe through it. <laughs> Freedom fries. <laughs> Freedom fries was really the best. We're never using the word French again. Like you freedom a girl first date. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, freedom my ass. You're acting like a baby. <laughs> Nothing could be dumber than being elected to Congress. I was down there. They're fucking. They basically have cubicles. Those guys. What? Is a it's really tacky for congressmen. I was in there. I was going to say that building, but I guess it could be called the Capitol. <laughs> and I was like, it was like you were some like the pines up in the upstate New York. You know, just some place that probably was great in its heyday, but it looks like shit now. If you can't even get in office as a congressman, just walk. I feel like I don't need to be part of this. Fezzi, what's on the pad data right now? People are complaining. Yeah, there was a problem with profit, so I think I just got it fixed. It should be all set right now. He's really working as the IT guy today. I'm very proud of him. Four Eyes, you might even look into a future of that. I know you're interested in I literally radio. just looked around the room to see who you were talking to. I forgot that was me. That's your new nickname. Oh, man. Four Eyes? Yeah. Although, four-eyed porn doing very well these days. Yeah, yeah, that's a very popular. It's like, come on my glasses is a popular. Right. It's, I'm just Molly's sitting, sitting here. She's not an intern yet. Now it's the in-between time. I'm still not comfortable with it as a person. <laughs> Ugh. You disgust me. Just saying. How's your dad doing? He's great. Is he still selling... Um, metal. Metal. The... Uh, element, not the music. Okay, so Eddie Trunk doesn't have to sit and say, <laughs> i got to blow this guy out of the water. <laughs> He's always looking over his shoulder. Who's trying to come into the world of metal? Uh, let me know when we're ready to introduce the halls here, Fez. 
Because I know we got Big J Okerson coming in, right? Okay. Yeah, Big J just texted me saying he's in a retarded cab. Okay. His words. <laughs> he's going to have a bad day then. And then this guy is a cunt. <laughs> Might be five All minutes All right. <laughs> Tell him, stop his anger. It's a happy Thursday. Okay. I'm going to text him. Everything's right going to be better when he gets here. I like that Big J in. It's going to be a happy Thursday. All right, just stop. Don't <laughs> read your text. I hate when people do that. I've got to tell this guy I'm texting him. I do that. It's a really bad habit. Send. This is a text to you. When I left here late last night, there were four twinks on the couch all looking at their own <laughs> iPhones. Here, plug me in because I fucking text once and that means my phone needs to be recharged. When I left here last night, I was going through the revolving doors and there's a guy coming towards me, like on the other side. He had like a thing of like, it had to be like 12 pieces of sushi and it had like the sauce on the top, like no. Oh. And, but he runs right into the sliding glass <laughs> door and all the sauce, so like the thing gets pressed up against his shirt. He smears all over him, but. I gotta give it to him. He didn't spill any sushi. Black dude or white dude? A Caucasian male. Okay, because you know who I left that was coming in last night? Fitty. Fitty Cent. He was coming in looking like a million bucks. Oh, wow. I love 50 Cent. Big 50 Cent fan. You say his name too white. I love 50 Cents. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <a> half dollar? <laughs> He's a great rapper. All right, so I think the halls are ready to go, Fez. Let's take a look at the first episode. This is going to be the first. Would these be considered teen dramas? All right, here's what this is being done uh, like uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Degrassi. The, the OC. The OC. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl is done this way, okay? And this is going to be. Just about our interns. Would you even say uh, nine zero two one zero fit into this? I can I can see that. Yeah. Well, Molly, this is the first time there's ever been one of these series about being an intern in the big city. Mm-hmm. Groundbreaking. It's, it is groundbreaking. It's considered. A game changer for everybody in Hollywood right now. Let's eventize this thing. And it's called The Halls. Well, you were an intern. Yeah. Molly, you've yeah. been an intern. And you know that there becomes a thing of when you get here for an internship, you're kept in the halls for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. You're going to be here because this is an accelerated internship. Right. You've proven yourself. AP internship. Shelby, you got into the room pretty fast. Well, you guys both got in the room pretty fast because I'm all for that. On my first day, we were watching porn videos within like five minutes of me being in studio. I was like, "Okay, this is nice." What was the What was the occasion for that? It was a list of like there was a Kickstarter version of like porn, so we were checking out the different projects that were being offered. <laughs> Isn't it sad you can never remember any shows you've ever done, Chris? <laughs> I couldn't tell you what. Yeah, porn Kickstarter. It sounds like a great idea. If someone came up to me and said that was the show that you had Ben Franklin in, I would. <laughs> I would probably just believe them, and I'm like, yeah, he's great, because I can't remember shows. There's too much jammed in to the gray matter. You don't remember his bad mouth in Jefferson? It was great. So for the first time ever, a drama about being an intern in the big city, I think the initial focus here is on Vito. So... We're introducing it now. I guess, do you go to our Twitter to see this? You go to our Instagram. 
We'll link the Instagram from the Twitter, too. All right, does that connect tie in with Pinterest? Can we ping somebody from there? Yeah, I think okay. we can pin that. Or Good. Ping you guys have a way. Pinterest? I don't know. <laughs> My mom likes to put up pictures of food she's seen. I love Pinterest. Do you? What do you do there? I pin inspirational quotes, some recipes, um, like interesting websites. Really? Pictures of nature. Do, do people follow you? Not really, no. Okay, good. That's good to know. Because <laughs> that would be uncomfortable. All right, for the first time, about being an intern in the big city, New York City, uh, and we're linked through Twitter? Yeah. Well, and you can go to our Instagram. Yeah, the Instagram, uh, Ron and Fez, SXM, and we will link it on our Twitter as well. Okay, so what is our Instagram account called? Ron and Fez SXM, same as the Twitter account. All right, great. Here we go. The first episode, and these are only 15 seconds, (laughs) of The Halls. There are over one and a half million interns working in the United States, scraping together what we can to make our mark. And all of us live, love, and dream in The Halls. Wow. That was unreal. I wow. could have... Holy shit, goosebumps. I could have watched that for another three seconds. <laughs> it was so good. All right, so we've got the whole backstory there. It's every... Yeah. Is this crazy? I've never done this with a TV show, but I think I'm going to rewatch it. Now, you can also go over and check this out on the iBang. But am I? No, I don't know how this works. Would this be considered like the opening theme song to the show or something? The the theme to set up the initial the initial right the, initial. So, the pilot. Yeah, if I was watching a TV show, right, would I think that's the opening, and then I'd see the rest of the TV show after that? This would be the this would be your first foray into the actual episode, and then the the show itself follows. See, I feel okay. All right. So, like, if this was Seinfeld, it'd be bum, butter, bum. That, that's all Seinfeld would have put out. Yeah. Bum, 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 whatever that weird bass. That's the. I thought you didn't even like Seinfeld. Now you're admitting it's the, the greatest fucking show ever. Amazing. There's nothing better. Um, this week, I actually I sat and watched The Nazi. And then last night is when Kramer had the. Uh, the Merv Griffin set in his apartment, <laughs> no, and awesome I was episode. loving it. That fucking episode's amazing. Kids, get in here! It's the Merv Griffin set one! There's no cameras! <laughs> Molly, you don't know Seinfeld either? I mean, not really. I'm embarrassed. I mean, okay, listen. I like it. I've seen, you know, some episodes. I like the Puerto Rican Day Parade one. I've seen... That's late. That's the last season. Oh, well, alright. I'm gonna... Good. I'll do a little research. You don't have to. Shelby's already taken an anti-thing. And some other comic did, too, right? Who was it? I want to say Ari Shafir. Then, you're, then you'd be correct yeah. if you just said that. <laughs> you want to say because you had the correct answer. Yeah. And he's Big J's buddy, right? I got to get him in to talk more about that. All right, let's take another. If you guys have got 15 seconds, <laughs> I know there's, you know, you got places to go. <laughs> Do you think that people wear a watch that high up? <laughs> It's more like a, you know, a elbow watch. You only do that, Chris, yeah. when you were getting on in the water, like a fly fisherman would move his watch way up. You never see that look anymore. Gotta protect it. Um, uh, John, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. John. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. 
Yes, I don't know what's going on with this Hall show. It kind of seemed like a cool concept at first. That intro is the fucking lamest shit I've ever heard in my life. What's so lame about it, Theo? It's just uh, it, it it if I was an intern, I would I would want to you know show the the cool aspects of it. The the intro just. All right, let's I take never... a look. Let's see if John is correct and see if the intro is too lame. Let's let's play it again. There are over one and a half million interns working in the United States. Scraping together what we can to make our mark. And all of us live, love, and dream in the halls. Well, there's a lot of heart to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a lot of heart. It's emotional. He wants to live and love and dream in the halls. This is, this. listen, This these kids are going for their fucking dreams. This yeah. is an in, I was an intern, all right? Right. My, I was in the halls of over on 57th Street. Even though it was really only one hall. But you didn't get... Into the room for a long time, right? Oh, yeah, it was a while, yeah. I was doing all behind-the-scenes stuff for the longest time. And you were too shy even to talk. <laughs> I, yeah, it was awful. The first time I was actually even brought in, it was, I was a fucking trainer. But, I mean, you were just shy to talk off the air. Oh, no, yeah. If I would ever run into you, I'd just fucking leave the room. He <laughs> wouldn't do that all the time. Away. And then later, <laughs> after a long time, what he do? He'd bring me burn DVDs. <laughs> He's like, you of might, what? Movies that were out of yeah, I know time. Like, I know you don't like going to the theater, but here, look, here's the wolf fell, all right? It's Blades of Glory. All right, look, there's going to be people getting up and, and, and screaming. They're going to hear coughing, but you won't, it'll save you the theater experience. I prefer the image of you not saying anything and just handing to them and then walking away. <laughs> he really was shy. Yeah. Got over it, though. No. <laughs> But I, I now that I see your your thinking process, yeah. you were right to be shy. Oh. If I knew you then, I'd be like, that young man is too dangerous to be in here. Be Leave it. him in the halls. Oh, we need that that sound too on here, so we can play it every once in a while. It'll be on. So Shelby, what did you think first episode of the halls? I thought it was fantastic, great production value, and it was realistic. I don't know what that caller thought they were going to do. Like, well, I think it's, I think it's a generational thing because, like, you know how you guys thought to yourself, "I'm going to college. I want to join corporate America." I come from a thing of, I come from a generation of, we don't want to join, we don't want to work. Mm. What can we do to party <laughs> and have sex and go to rock shows? Now you got to just be. <laughs> Corporate, branding, wear a suit. Well, the thing is this. Here's the big difference. I didn't... I wasn't in, as in debt as you guys are. Yeah. You have to do something to pay off this massive debt that you've incurred. And apartments used to be next to free back then. <laughs> like, you could easily... And I'm not even making this up. Be on an unemployment and have an apartment. Because I did it for a year. <laughs> But I considered my job then, wake up late, get high, go to the beach, and be like, I'm going to run this angle for a while. <laughs> Why did I way. ever work? <laughs> if, they, if you're not working, they send you money. Yeah. So then why was anyone working? And like once every quarter or something like that, I had to go down to the unemployment office and re-sign up and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going everywhere. I don't know what it is out there. It's just... <laughs> Times are hard. It's tough out there. Yeah, it's fucking difficult. Believe me. <laughs> Can't get a call back. What kind of jobs you been looking for? Mm, commerce, I think. I've been trying to... Textiles. Like, yeah, textiles <laughs> or commerce or something that, that you would just sign my name to that paper. Thanks. Anything that makes you write my name down. 
I'd be like this. I don't want to hurry you up, black lady, but really, i got to get that signed and leave. <laughs> they never had any white people working there. And I always thought that they just grabbed people out of the line and made them start <laughs> signing other people up. I was always a nerve-wracking thing. Do they have really long fake nails? You know what? Your fucking Holy racism, shit. okay? Your racism disgusts me because I don't see uh, color and I don't see nail length. What's the next thing you're going to ask? They had a weave, huh? Racy? I was going to save that for the commercial. But yeah. I think I, I personally find weaves to be amazing. I never know when they start and stop. I can't. Women apparently can, can point them out like nothing. I have yes, no idea. Absolutely. All hair, I never know. All hair I never even real. know. I didn't know that the the girl on um, Two Broke Girls had a weave until I was watching the show the other night and somebody pulled it out. With the brunette or the blonde girl? The blonde. That's a real hair. No. Also, can you guys tell when a girl has dyed her hair? Because that is another area of expertise for I me. can tell when guys have dyed their hair because <laughs> it's always too black. <laughs> I guess guys go from gray to too black. Yeah. But it's difficult for me to find a girl. Like, I always thought that highlights were real. <laughs> like, they ha did, do highlights even happen in reality without help? Yeah, I guess if you spend a lot of time in the sun, then you get highlights naturally. Okay, so if you have a pool. Yeah. Yeah, that's not her real hair. Well, a certain amount of it is her real hair, and then fake hair comes into it. Yeah. Why, is it just, why does it just grow her hair out so that she has long hair? No one has lovely hair like you do, Chris. Your hair is wasted on a goddamn 30-year-old drug addict because a woman would probably pay $100,000 for your hair. Then they can have it for $100,000. I'm disappointed in the sandwich that she's holding. Like, what if you actually went to a deli and they gave you that sandwich? That's not a New York you sandwich. That's, that's a California. That yeah, that's a California. Well, I'd put an axe through it is what I would do, Shelby. It's a sound set sandwich. All right, let's watch the halls one more time to see if we enjoyed it all. I really like the music. It's yeah, where does the like, music come from, Chris? That comes from, um, it's a royalty free, apmmusic.com. They have this giant database. Oh, this is just free music that anybody wants to use it? Yeah. Public domain. All right, let's, let's watch it again. There are over one and a half million interns working in the United States, scraping together what we can to make our mark. And all of us live, love, and dream in the halls. <sighs> it's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. You hear from Big J yet? He's he's still in the cab. This is the last thing I got from him. Where's he taking a cab from? I don't know. Fucking Poughkeepsie with that guy. That <laughs> and then he John. says, "I'm all hopped up on that new Body Count song." I didn't know Body Count released. I check song. out the new <laughs> song. We'll bring it in today, as if. Talk shit, get shot. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Let's hear. Talk shit, get shot, and we'll bring that in. We'll bring him into that today. Bodega. Oh. I think there's a video. I'ma say this once, I don't play with 
trip I hit you, my clips and flip you I'm not your average, your reaper with the sweeper Conflict turns the clock, kicks and bullet hits Motherfucker talk shit, get your wig split I don't give a fuck about you and your bitch clips Talk shit, talk shit. My problem is, to me, it just sounds like a song for a new energy drink. <laughs> Look who it is. It's Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Hey. It was just the most amazing thing to be able to... I was listening a little bit on delay and to be able to play the halls and watch it while listening to it was incredible. Oh. I didn't even think of it that way. Oh, yeah. If you sync it up right, it was right there. And it tells the entire story. You see one it, person coming to work, one person working, someone's yeah, copy machine. Yeah, that's right. One <laughs> person's walking one way, one dog's looking the other way. So what? <laughs> so what? Okay? <laughs> Johnny, how's the, I haven't talked to you in forever. I, didn't, I, haven't, didn't. I haven't talked to you to, since the bait and switch that you did yeah. to me. <laughs> we've talked, we've talked a couple times, but I thought maybe you were too embarrassed. He did no, a bait no. and switch. He invited me to one restaurant, took me to another. <laughs> That's why I still don't talk to Jerry Barker's partner. <laughs> <laughs> what was Jerry Barker's partner's name? Dennis. Yeah, Dennis invites us to one restaurant. Last minute, hey, we're making a switch. Go to this place with the tiniest fucking shittiest food ever. <laughs> okay, see you there. And the first restaurant was actually really nice. The first restaurant, we're like, yeah, this will be great. And if he would have just invited us to the first shitty, re the shitty restaurant, we wouldn't. Okay, but this, we'll is, deal. this is just a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. Johnny Built says, yeah. Then. Johnny says we're going to the steak place, and then later he goes, you know what? Let's just fucking eat uh, buns in the fucking hall in the, in the alley. <laughs> I got some stale buns, chew on them. I don't think they were stale, and I think we were at a table nicely, having a nice meal. All right. The second meeting's going to be at that other place. You know what? There won't be a second meeting. You know why? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, Johnny. All right, then, we'll just, then I'll just take you out to, to lunch then. The other place will be the Hard Rock at the Yankee Stadium. You're not coming. We don't allow Centaur. He never gets invited anywhere. No. I'd shy an email about it, and he'd never fucking get back to me anyway. I know. Don't worry. I'm making some new adjustments. Molly's going to be my right arm this entire summer. That will be... That that's how it should be. Yeah, Shelby, you're going like to go. Don't worry, you're going to be a body part too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you'll be like a dead toe. That has my to be right amputated. <laughs> Johnny, if you were to look my squad over and you said you had to fire one of them, who would you fire? Wow. Because I got to get back to Tim oh, very quickly on some question he asked. Favorite me. kid. So who's so my choices are the people in the studio right now. A anyone. You name it. I think I'll just go Pepper because he's been mean to me lately. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, come on, Johnny. You that know seems to be the consensus. <laughs> you know call. I like you. You know yeah. I like you. Now you like me because your life is in my, my hands. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. I want to watch the halls again. <laughs> I'm really getting into this show. Tell me when you're going to start it so I can start it as well. Okay, I'm going to start it right now. There are over one and a half million interns working in the United States scraping together what we can to make our mark and all of us live love and dream in the halls that's heavy man Vito's voice is great yeah he does have a great voice he also has a great face I went to his student film he invited everybody from the show I was the only one who went <laughs> 
And his face was so funny in this movie. He was dressed up as Bigfoot. <laughs> but just the way he was looking. <laughs> For a student film. It was really adorable. And then look, by the way, every other student film was about death and heartbreak <laughs> and desperation. And then you get to him and he's Bigfoot living in Central Park. <laughs> And then all I heard during the whole student film, hey, that's Angie's boy, Vito, up on the screen. Look at him. He's doing good. All his relatives were there. You see him now? That's him. Under the monkey outfit. That's that, That's little Vito. It's a Bigfoot outfit. Under the monkey outfit. Look at him. He's up there like De Niro, right? Vito, you're up there on the screen like De Niro. They all came climbing into the theater <laughs> during the last three minutes of the other kids' film. They just all came just piling How in. How many? A lot of people. Oh, yeah. They were coming in from every goddamn entrance. <laughs> and they were all of all shapes and sizes and tracksuits. <laughs> hey, there he is up there. Look at him. All right, Johnny. Well, you like the halls, then. I love it. I'm gonna. I, I tweeted about it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna re-Instagram it. Can you do that? I don't know if you can do that. I'm gonna try to regram it. Maybe they call it. I'm not good with Instagram, really. And I'm gonna let everybody know they need to watch it. And some of the use of what some of the people are saying. If the opening is any indicator, this will be the broadcast Hall of Fame. That was me. Someone said <laughs> I will sponsor this. Oh, thank you for that, nice. Jenny. And haha, fucking veto. <laughs> <laughs> Here's nice. another one I like. Great intro. Obviously, Pepper had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> too bad the centaur is too lazy to make another one. Why? Why do I have to be attacked when something good happens? Mm. I don't know. A lot of people raining in how stupid you are about algorithms too. <laughs> I know all about them. Those people are stupid. We're right you. No, you're stupid. <laughs> Hold on, Janice wants to say hi to to Molly. Hey, Janice, how you doing, sweetie? Hi, Ronnie. I just. <laughs> Hey, Dennis. How are you? Very good. It's good. nice hearing you again. Thanks. You too. <laughs> um, I did want to ask, how's little Birdie doing, Ronnie? Uh, the little dog Birdie. Put that up so Molly can see what uh, the dog looks like. Birdie is probably the best dog of all time. Whose dog? It's really my daughter's, but I say it's mine. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> we, why does it take you so long to do shit? Honestly, do I don't have, even have it, so I don't know what I'm Why don't you always just you, have a birdie fucking picture ready to go at any second? <laughs> I, that's Hogan's it. hero. That's not birdie. <laughs> can, you, can you forward it to me? Who are you asking, me? Hicks. I'll forward you a fucking pink slip right now if I have to, and Hicks will be safe for another week. Yes. <laughs> what was on TV last night? Nothing, right? Basketball. <sighs> You call that fucking basketball, Shelby? Blowout yeah. city. Yeah. Embarrassing. Horrible. Disgrace. I don't get basketball. They always seem to be traveling to me. And Well, traveling has changed since you were younger. Yeah. It used to be what? Apparently. If you took a third step, you were out. Yeah. Now you can run like a mile. <laughs> if you run more than a mile, whistle blows. It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, you know, uh... We had our two dogs, Chopper and Daisy, and 
Mike and I didn't get to eat together but a couple nights a week, and our rules were no feeding the dogs from the table. <laughs> but every time we ate dinner, the dogs would rat me out because they'd be on each side of me just like watching yeah, they know. They move. know who feeds. They know, you can always tell who's fucking cheating and feeding the dog bad food because that dog loves them most. Yeah, that's all it takes that's for a dog to love you. That's how you tell. You give a dog Mike a piece of cake wave. and it's your friend. <laughs> oh. would Why would you make it so small? And they would just like be like aggravated. Stop! <laughs> We're oh, trying to watch Matt. It's so cute. Yeah, it's uh. What's the dog's name? It's Birdie because she's just a little bird. Birdie. But she uh, that's her at her birthday party. What I, I consider the Wes Anderson pick. And now this is how <laughs> stupid we've got. We made up like cards that we send to people with that. That's it. Like happy birthday. Yeah, but it could be done for any occasion. Like sorry, you lost your grandmother, and I just it's another occasion to use a Birdie card. I'll make it feel good. Everyone yeah. likes a dog picture. Now that dog, it's uh, like uh, it's like a foundling, really. Like he came out of the pound. Oh, nice! It has the most expressive eyes. I know, sad. It's very, very sad looking eyes. That dog's seen a lot. But with an upshot. Yeah, sure. You got to do that. She's saying, "Can I eat this?" I mean, if you're, if you is guys it are possible? okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Is I don't know what a birthday is, but it seems like <laughs> I don't know whether anyone's going to get mad at me. But I'm going to eat this off the table. I didn't know for the first time ever could take a nibble. <laughs> yeah, sure, a dog can. What kind of dogs do you have growing up, Shelby? Ones that just eat everything. Yeah, uh, what make are they? And a cocker Ford? spaniel and a cavalier. A cavalier. Same as those are fancy dogs. My you good fancy friend dogs. Seth Rogen. Well, he was a rich boy. All right, uh, talk to you later, Janice. Okay. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Say Fez had already sent it in, too. Looks like Big J finally is signed in. He got through his cab problem. So that's exciting. Where is he now? Coming up in the elevator. Well, you can trace people, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Is Fez there today? Yes, yeah. I'm right here. Oh, I oh, am oh, right spinning there, I plates. See you now. Why do you say you're spinning plates, Fuzzy? Just a lot of technical issues today that I'm trying to handle from the booth. I got guests back to back on the tarmac here. <laughs> <laughs> they just put that in the new lobby. Both guests came in tarmac. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because Big J was late, so also Seth Herzog is here on time. Oh, right on time. Molly, you can take his seat. You kick Shelby out, Molly. Molly, you sit there. So I still have to go to... Uh, Big J is coming down the hall. I still have to go to reception That's Big to get Big J is looking right out the fucking window. I just saw him. Yeah. Send him in instead of... Play the body yeah. count, Shelby. Come on. It's a Let's song. move. Yeah, where's the fucking body count song? Fuck up. Get shot. No. What's that? That song. Your theme song? Everybody yeah. knows your theme song. How would anybody know my theme song? <laughs> Did you text ahead? No. That's really weird. Yeah. How does anybody know that? <laughs> I, I wanted to come in and start a conversation about this song today. This is weird. I've never seen you blush before. I, the fact that I gave you this song, I swear to you, I was like, oh, I'm going to ask Chris if he went on World Star Hip Hop and heard the new Body Count song. <laughs> it may be the great. We listened to this in, in that cab. Yeah. I was getting all, oh, yeah, that's right. I texted you from the cab. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah. That's too much weed smoke right yeah. there. Um, 
How great is this song? Man, I, I, by the way, it was a, a whole... Then when we got here, mm-hmm. we go in the security guard uh, lady... Was like, you do you work here? No, you have to go upstairs to thirty seven and go through a door and walk around. I go, um, I go, I just, I go, I go, but I just have to walk back, back that way. I go, it's, uh, I go, I'm like supposed to be on the air right now. She goes, everybody says that if you just go up, to, I switch just that shitty, and then so I had to go around. I got lost upstairs, and somebody directed me to come down the stairs to be right in the same place I would have been in if I walked through those doors. Those doors, by the way, there's a lot of other people walking through those doors. It's for no reason. Fez, you're understandable you're at all. You have things backed up on the tarmac. This is why. Fez this is, is why. Not in the room. Oh, this oh, song. Fez. Fez is going down to get Seth. This you song got that? me so wound up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. This song got me wound up. Is it okay to have you guys in here together? Is it going to be, you know... Well, there was that one time we had that weird thing in Montreal, but... All right. You know. Let's, you know, I never know with comics. You know I like what I mean? flush it out. It's we'll either, flush it out here. Either they're like, oh, I love him, or they start biting at each other. No, so Seth I never did, know. Uh, I know Seth from the comedy scene, and he did uh, warm-ups when I did uh, Fallon. He was like the warm-up guy. He jumped into a big thing of... Uh, he got a bathing suit and jumped in a big thing of ice cream, like a baby pool of ice cream. During so the warm up? That's hot. No, that was a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, he really goes far for the warm up. Hey, where's everybody from? You guys want a free t shirt? I'm going to jump in some ice cream. <laughs> that's great. Do you know yelling at that cab driver? Not yelling at him. It's, uh, that's the most, we all can turn into bullies. We really think there's like right. a, an invisible wall between that cab driver. They won't turn around and punch us the way we talk about them. Yeah. Like, to. I was just with Christine and just talking in the cab. I was like, this is unbelievable. What a fucking dickbag this guy is. It can't, we stop at every red light because this guy drives like a fucking jerk off. And he just, by the way, this guy was just Van Damme focused the entire time. He never broke stride at all. He just drove the same slow the whole entire yeah. way. Why you would you stop that song? Yeah, what happened there, Chris? I'm, I was going to start getting racial. <laughs> It was coming out through Molly's headphones, and then, but the pot was down. It was just sounding very odd on the air. Oh, I see. How's I? How's anyone take this song serious? I thought it sounded like a new energy drink. It really, <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, you know, it's not as frightening to me as they want to be. How great is that song? Yeah. Bring the, the pot back. Yeah. If, if if that hook doesn't catch you at all, talk shit, get shot. Now, body count is the iced tea get together. Yeah. How that has to be twenty years old. Twenty, yeah, easy. It says that they're taking part in this summer's Rockstar Energy Drink Mayhem Festival. What? <laughs> Is that true? You. That's the tour I go That's on. True. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be on that? They asked me if I would go on it this year. I might do some dates with them. Yeah, it's corn event sevenfold. I would. That, that would be awesome to watch Body Count perform well, every day. Uh, Ice T and Body Count was the big breakthrough of Black Axe playing with White Axe. They were on the, what's the Jane's Addiction tour? Wallapalooza. That was the first time and Body Count did it and everyone was like White kids are going to boo the shit out of this. They're going to hate it. And then everyone went crazy. And then the oh, next yeah. year, they invited Cube. And we were living. What I, I actually announced at the time is the post-Obama America. Even though, <laughs> at, yeah, at the time, I think he was still going to Yale or whatever. I was going to call it mulatto rock, but someone told me that was racist. It is racist to use the word mulatto. <laughs> the perfect term is high yellow. I got that from my mom. Half-breed <laughs> rock? Well, my mom would always say, that's so sad, it's high yellow. He doesn't fit in either world. <laughs> and, I go, and I would say, mom, it's okay if you say that here, but let's not say it outside. <laughs> 
Let's say it's school functions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Look at that boy. Oh, so you have a high yellow friend, do you? <laughs> I actually had a grandmother that would always say this if there was a a pretty black girl. Under any circumstances, my grandmother would say, sweetly, you know she has white in her. Oh, that would always be oh, no. her compliment. Like she would say that today, she would have said it about Halle Berry. Oh, my God, you know she's got white in her. Thanks, Grandma. That's um, <laughs> and if she doesn't, wonderful. And if she doesn't, Ronnie, you should put some in her. Oh my oh, God! Uh, what? Do I, I don't. Should I left that one on the table? Well, the thing is, I don't want my grandmother commenting on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was outside, though. It wasn't she didn't directly? So you come in by a cab. You drink a Starbucks. This is an uptick for your career. Things are really happening. Uh, Starbucks cabs. There's Seth. How you doing, buddy? I don't know whether you know Big J. He's yes, sitting indeed. here with us today. Oh God, are you kidding me? He's a legend. Now, I want to p- point this out to you, too, Seth, so you understand. Yeah. We're live on the radio. We're, what, I, are you, what are you talking about, now? Yes, I don't People want... People are listening now? Yeah, I don't want Real that time. Because the last time he was here... Yeah, I thought we were taping a show, and then people start calling in, talking about what we're talking about. I'm like, wait a minute. How is this possible? How is this, this isn't... Am I living in the future? Are these plants? Yeah. He started spinning out of control. So, and I thought we didn't tell. We didn't tell Seth. That no, we're you just... Live. I, I had no idea. You were yeah. so casual and relaxed. I am. I'm too casual. They You're tell too casual. Me, they tell me that most shows people won't just put their feet up and close their eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Going on. Yeah, yeah. You Sometimes, were reading a book half the time you were hosting the show. Sometimes I'll actually say this to my guests. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> just nod off. Yeah. Well, today I'm going to bring this up with you guys. There's a new person that everyone is mad at on racism charges. No. Basketball owner... Do you know which one it is, Chris? Well, it can't be Sterling if it's new. I'll give you a hint. Dallas Mavericks. What? Dallas Mavericks, yes. I think this is up on the iBang already. uh, Because he said, hey, everyone has prejudice... I like I'm prejudiced. If I go down the street and I see a kid, a black kid with a hoodie on, I would cross the same. I'd cross the street in the same way. If I saw a white kid with a bunch of tattoos, a skinhead, I would cross the street. Mm-hmm. So just saying those things now have us mad at Mark. Sounds like he's a tattooist. Yeah, he is. <laughs> More than anything an, else. Uh, sometimes they call it an inkist. An inkist. But yeah, yeah, it's not so much the color of the skin, it's the color of what's under the skin that <laughs> you judge people. You've got a lot of tats. He has a lot of tats. Yeah. I do. You better cross the street when I'm coming. Yeah, you, yeah. I crossed I, the table when I walked in. Are you kidding me? I bet if we didn't know you, Jay, we might think that you're trouble. You know what's funny? We had this guy had a conversation last night. Uh, was something about this? Cause I was I was describing a Chinaman. Uh, Were you talking yeah. to a Chinaman about this? I was this? talking to yeah, a couple of slopes <laughs> okay. and uh, okay. I uh, no, I was talking about the first time I went back uh, to hang out at Patrice's house from the city. Mm-hmm. It was like late, late at night, and watching him like just lumber through the streets of Jersey City. It was right. very like it, to me. It was like it was, I was at even though I'm from Philly. It was just a very like right. new area for me, and I was yeah. like, is this yeah. a bad neighborhood? And Patrice just lumbering. I go, oh, he looks confident. Cause I, and, I, and I looked at Patrice as a good gauge because even though Patrice looked like uh, unapproachable and kind of like mean, um, 
He's not the kind of because but someone would go well. No one's gonna mess with fuck him. He's a big guy. I go. It's a different kind of big. I think it's the same thing people see in me. I don't think people see me and be like, well, this guy might be trouble. I think it's it's like a big guy. I could probably knock him over and he won't be able to catch me if I run. <laughs> like, I could probably punch him and roll. Big. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah, there's some guys that are big where it's like if this guy gets a hold of me, I'm right. done. I think they just feel like if I kick this guy in the nuts and just fucking sprint, I got I, his wallet. He's but, gone. See, all he's gonna do is cry, and but, I would. That's what I do. I would cry. I'd be sad. Frustration. But, cry. But Listen to body count. You use that. You use the term "bad neighborhood." Now, sure. when someone says "bad neighborhood," we make a picture, right. and we rarely think white neighborhood. The reason I don't feel bad about that ever is because I said if you're ta- telling a story to a black guy and you yeah. go and he lives in a really bad neighborhood, they also think that you're talking about a black <laughs> exactly. neighborhood. So I don't. Uh, we all know. I've, I've given myself the yeah. pass on that one. I'm now, like, oh, you're not racist again. Because I was thinking Irish neighborhood when you said <laughs> that's Last a bad year, neighborhood. You said that the way to tell a bad neighborhood is if there are murals. Philadelphia is the most mural city you will ever go to. Like you're supposed to be like, kids, look at the art projects. You know, it's so great. Black leaders and Alan Iverson and Frank Rizzo for some reason. Mayor Frank Rizzo for some odd reason. (laughs) (laughs) Just a mayor we had at one point. Still a giant wall mural. Mayor or not beloved? Sort of. Beloved by white people, he was. A he was, thug mayor. Yeah, he oh, yeah. was the one right before the guy who bombed the city block. Yeah. Oh, he, right, for, right. for some reason, Frank Rizzo, on a city salary his whole life, because he went from cop to mayor, got more and more wealthy, kind of Donald <laughs> Trump <laughs> oh, wealthy. Yes, yes. And yet people loved him right. because he would come out and give a speech. One of his great speeches, don't worry, we're going to keep him down. And, um, <laughs> that was the theme. Yeah. He was a very, you know, old school. Italian yeah. beat cop yeah. who, you know, uh, and he was loved, loved in Philadelphia. <laughs> Just grabs an apple off the Italian market car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Officer Rizzo. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> keep People handing him envelopes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Just twirl You know, back in Philly, uh, if a black guy would have been driving through South Philly at night, that would have been considered a bad neighborhood. For them to be in because. Wrong neighborhood. Yeah, Maybe not a bad neighborhood. <laughs> this is the wrong neighborhood to be in. Right. Well, bad for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Philly's neighborhoods could have almost been considered city states, where they ran <laughs> yeah. their own sovereign nations. Yeah. yeah, but you know, New York used to be sure. extremely, extremely scary. Yeah, and Are you now me? the it, Warriors was a. Um, uh, documentary up until 1987. <laughs> Who'd have thought that the that the nerds would be the one to take the leap to try to like change neighborhoods around. That's Always. you know what this comes it comes from the best thing though is that we raise these children not to see color and now they get out of the subway anywhere it's and they'll go I'm gonna get an apartment and you're like right. are you sure <laughs> right, are right. you sure right <laughs> and it's done nothing to help black people it's they, they <laughs> no. push black people out of the neighborhood no. but some people are like uh, so many. Uh, Doofy white kids I meet are like, I live in Bed Stuy. It's not so bad. And I'm like, right. Do you guys not listen to Billy Joel's warnings? <laughs> My right. sister lives in Bed He told you he's cra- yeah. he told you he's crazy to do that. <laughs> and that's because we've gotten rid of street smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, we, you're absolutely right about that. And we've taught people, you know, with this, don't be prejudiced. You also lose respect for the way people live their life. You don't take that in. You know, when you just come in there, like this would be a great place for a tapas restaurant. Yeah. 
you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? And, and Met, like, uh, Kurt Metzger is that kind of like oblivious, like art dummy, and he's like, uh, that's not a compliment. No, 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 no. <laughs> but he's a. Uh, but he he really is a guy where it's like uh, all the places he's lived in New York, he'd be like, yeah, what? I live on a desolate block in a warehouse converted into a loft <laughs> yeah. in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm like, well, right. are you? He's like, you want to come over? I'm like, never. <laughs> I never want to come. Yeah. I'll come over during the day and then we can't leave. We got to order in pizza. Yeah, it's always one of those places too. It's like his front door is like a garage door. It's always right. like yeah. a weird like. But look at the space. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm like, forget great this. No space. Way. Great rats. Where Amazing grow- rats. Where'd you grow up, sir? <laughs> I grew up in. Uh, um, Jersey, like a regular person, like a normal like person, a normal human with, being. with rich a yard kid, and a dri- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yard and a driveway, yard and driveway, basketball yeah. hoop, yeah. And then you thing. moved into the city. What year? I moved to the city '94. Yeah, just as it was turning. It was really. funny because Times Square was my like first neighborhood. Yeah, I lived right off Times Times Square, and really? in '94 it was still the old Times Square. Was mm-hmm. it still sketchy in '94? Yes, very much so. Yeah. It was '96. It really changed. '95 it started it started to change. '94 was the last year that it was like all the theaters were boarded up. There was still just very sketchy after. 10 o'clock after the theater was done like right. you did not want to be out there and I remember being excited I was young I was in New York I was like this is my neighborhood but I remember as growing up like how scary that was but I also remember thinking like I could tell this is changing let's just enjoy this now because the last time we're going to enjoy right. all the porn theaters in this so neighborhood yeah. That, yeah, that was, was the last time <laughs> was the last time one last yeah. round of well, that was the last time that you would get credit for living in New York like you're brave mm-hmm. you really you're yeah. doing it dude yeah. you've moved to New York you're showing the world but now, you know, is there any yeah. gauge on what I guess you have because you live there? What right. was the rent like for the space at that time? Interestingly enough, it was a super fancy building that's still there, um, and it was fairly cheap. It was a brand new, very fancy building, and we had a two bedroom for like what was it twelve hundred? Wow, that's crazy! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> those numbers don't even make like, sense. Even though we know it's twenty plus years ago, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like about six hundred each. And then, by the way, there's people driving in the middle of the country right now, going, "Who would spend twelve hundred on an apartment? <laughs> yeah, right. They have a farm for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right now, there's a kid in a Brooklyn warehouse sobbing. <laughs> Why am I paying three grand for this stupid loft space <laughs> with eight yeah. of my friends all <laughs> yeah. sleeping together We're on only the floor? We all think we can paint. Ten stops out. Yeah. Well, the I, we just had some, there was that movie that uh, Scorsese did in the 80s. Um, remember Once what you yeah, after hours after is the name hours. of it. Yeah, and the Griffin whole Dunn. yeah, the whole yeah. thing of Griffin Dunn was stuck in Soho mm-hmm. at nighttime, and right. it was supposed to be the most frightening thing that could happen to a human being. Oh, right, <laughs> you are down in Soho, and you don't have cab fare to get home. It's frightening now, but for a whole different reason. Yeah, because you're stuck in the Tommy Hilf- Hilfiger store. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> well, it's funny when I first came to uh, well, I would drive up to New York to do comedy from Philly. Yeah, I remember the first time I did a show in there, and it was like I'm. The actual panic that went through my heart when the city stopped being like, okay, Third Street, Second Avenue, got it. First Street, there's that, there's that Houston. That's always the X factor. We know, we know Houston's basically zero street. <laughs> that just yeah. runs across yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then you get, and then you start going like Orchard and Mott and Jess. Jess. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm now, I'm, no, man, now yeah. I'm just terrified. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's no way out of this. <laughs> and then like Seaport, and that makes me remind him like, wait, am I at water? This is an island. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jay Orkerson's with us. He's playing the Atlanta Punchline, June 13th Who's through the 15th. It? It's me, Fezzy. Oh, oh, there there you go. Go. Yeah. 
Okay. He's also got his podcast, Legion of (laughs) Skanks. Legion of Skanks on cavecomedyradio.com. Seth Herzog's in studio with us. His brand new show, Science of Stupid, that premieres June 13th on Nat Geo. Mm -hmm. And he's working on the new web series for IFC that he shot with his mother. Yep. Really? My mom and I back? shot a Is web series. Is this a step series. back for you, Seth? Step forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my mom and I shot a web series for IFC last week. It's uh-huh. quite funny. They built a set in a studio that looks like her house. <laughs> So really? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh. Is there nudity? Uh, it's IFC. Not with me. <laughs> so the premise is you and your mom are literally just screwing around. We barely had a script and we just made it up. And they had these little vignettes of us talking about different issues and doing different things. And and then they just are going to cut it, cut it down. So you like don't know episodes. what's going to happen yet. I don't know what they're going to show. I know right. we shot. We shot about 10 episodes of us doing all sorts of stuff, and then they're going to cut it down to like six and three minutes each or something. So you, whose idea was this? They brought it to me. Right. Now, did you always think, oh, my mom's good at improv? Well, week. yeah, we do a bit. <laughs> my weekly show, we do a bit at the end yeah. of the show together. So okay. it's sort of like known. And then we shot a political web series that never aired <laughs> for the Huffington you Post. You and your mom? We, mom and I, where I interviewed her about current current events, and she knew nothing, and that was the whole bit. <laughs> So we we shot it for a Huffington Post, but they never put it on the the web. They never aired it. So then I sent that to IFC. I was like, "This is something a political thing we shot." And they're like, "Oh, we should do something like that, but more, you know, open. broad, more, yeah. more broad." Yeah. See, I would always th- the only person who should be working with their mom is probably Ben Stiller. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. His, His mom's mom is funny. Yeah. Yeah. But Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Sure. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth and uh, you think your mom's funny? Not funny. She, she could adorable. be hilarious. Sure. Adorable. <laughs> she is an adorable yeah, older lady, right? Yeah. Put it away, Jay. Put it away. Look at this. Look how look how Blythe Danner makes me feel. <laughs> By the way, Jay, what's this on your on your jacket? Is this if you join an Asian street gang, I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm thing? too fast, too furious. <laughs> I know, there's a lot of, it looks like I'm going to Hillman College. Um, <laughs> so you got, you're rocking the Mark Gat guy. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is? When I got to a point where I can go into a mall and buy anything that yeah. fits, when I lost a little bit of weight, I just bought... It's always the biggest size in a store that has big sizes of like hip-hop stuff. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God. If, if if anybody knows, buying fat clothes is expensive because if you want anything name brand, oh, they, they gouge you because you have yeah. no choice. So right. if yeah. you want a size 46, I think at my biggest, I wore always baggy, but I wore like 48 jeans. And if you wanted a name brand in that, like jeans were $150 a pair at least. Almost two hundred dollars pair, and they were no better quality than the thirty dollars pair you get at the st- at yeah. regular store. Yeah, but they would just gouge you because there's no choice. So you wanted to wear a name brand that you didn't want to wear, like oh. you know, just like no, you know, like that's why fat people are so poor. It's crazy. All the money's invested in their teeth in our forty dollars t-shirt. You have no idea. T-shirt decision of buying a t-shirt is such a, a real like. F- I'm gonna go spend a hundred dollars and get f- like three t-shirts. Oh my god! Or so you can get like ten- I- I've never gotten a ten dollar t-shirt. Anytime you go somewhere and it's like it's free t-shirt, and I'm like, well, I'll give this to a girl, I guess. <laughs> like I don't know. What to do. <laughs> but I got so excited that there was a hoodie for twenty bucks that I could put around my dumb body that I just got it. I know it looks. I know it's gonna be an America's I Next Best 
Jazz dance group. <laughs> I think it looks amazing. Seriously, I think it looks I'm, I'm, amazing. I am wearing it right. By the way, I hope no one takes Seth's. Uh, that's why fat people are so poor. Don't out, write any letters out of context. Yeah, he knows I have money. Uh, I used to be fatter. Yes. yes. Well, you, now, you were looking for a sign of me to nod my head too. I go, "Am I right? I know. Those stupid fats." <laughs> They're the worst. Yeah. They are the worst. They just turn on them completely. <laughs> I remember that. Sandwich-eating motherfuckers. <laughs> you're moving on up now. You're, you're in a whole new round. Motherfucker, never even seen a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Herzog and Big J Okerson are sitting in here. One of them is going to be doing a new show with their mom. Um, but the other J- one bought a shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> $20 hoodie. Super excited. Starting to wonder how this could even be a show that we're having these discussions. I'm excited to move to dial back my clothes spending. That's what's funny. It's like when I had no money, I had to spend two hundred dollars on jeans. Now I've gotten jeans for thirty bucks, and it's like I'm so excited about. You're that. loving life now. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I still get panicky in like a Target though because they always have like cheap stuff that I was like, oh, I could totally grab that, and then I put it on and it just like you know, it just wraps around me like like you know, like a cheesecloth. <laughs> it's horrible. Would you ever do anything with, with your mom? Sure. Would you, uh, what do you mean? Anything, like a that is broad. Not it's, like a head, like, it's like some light petting. <laughs> would you bring your mom into your house? The way Seth oh, I, I love, uh, I had a great thing. I always incorporate my My mom's cool and she kind of gets like the filthy nature of what I do. When I was uh-huh. in Philly last time, she came out with a bunch of people and uh, there was a lady, uh, in the front row or something that was talking about, uh, how much she loves sucking dick. Uh, <laughs> We were just, which was weird. And at one point, I was like, I was like, I can't believe you're saying all this stuff in front of my mom. And she goes, Oh my god, your mom's here! Like I have to meet her. I go, There's no way I'm introducing my mom to the fucking <laughs> King of Prussia, fucking suck fuck queen. I go, First of all, you stole her title, and that sucks. <laughs> and uh, but my mom totally fucking gets. I, I brought some pretty embarrassing things about my mom on on, on stage. On stage. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. she was like unaware of until that month. Like finding. Her and my step pop's dirty pictures and shit and like all that stuff. You actually she found that? Oh yeah, she was on the retract of uh, giving a beige. It was weird. Uh, yeah, it was a photo that they had. That you yeah, had. she was on the pullback, so she had that glove mouth. Really, she was wearing a gas mask. Oh. It was just cock coming out of her lips. So, God. could you tell who took this selfie? Was it your mom saying? No, no, it was step- my step pop. You tell from angles. I think even I think he even had the bag <laughs> pushing that on his hand, pushing up. <laughs> Their sweet wedding ring is a sign of their love and devotion, pushing her bangs out of the I, way. I, I'm, was he thinking uh, himself? He's tearing I'll, into her. I'll save this for later. This is, <laughs> you know. Well, well, the funny thing is, back then you had to go get it developed. You know, it's really to take you know, it somewhere to you know. You, you know, it's hilarious. So uh, not too long ago, I found uh, when I first started doing comedy, we record ourselves on like those shitty little like tapes mm-hmm. you have to put into a big tape mm-hmm. uh-huh. to watch it and uh we just had a camera for a couple years and when i went to, like, a few years ago i found them and i brought them back to new york and i was like had my friends and i'm like we should watch these tapes of it's me and kurt metzger and kevin hart starting out uh doing comedy at this club like we should watch them but those tapes are just circulated throughout the house and in the middle of one of the tapes just like it's me doing comedy then kurt and then some random guy from the club and then it just cuts into it and it's my mom like from the back, topless though, and it's my step pop doing like the come on, come on, come on, and I'm watching with my buddies, and I'm like, ah, and then she just turns around like, eh, and I'm like, ah, 
<laughs> and then it just cuts right back to my comedy, and then it cuts to my little brother recorded him playing Super Nintendo wrestling. <laughs> like they were actual wrestling matches. He was like the Undertaker uh, versus. I was like, ah. you, so all my buddies saw my mom's tits. You got to put that out as your DVD special. Yes. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes, in the middle, everyone, my in mom's. The so have I ever done anything with my mom? Yeah, I showed my friends her. <laughs> I showed my friends her big Jew banana tits once. You did like a film with her, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Scorsese. I always mm -hmm. pop her in somewhere. Jay, I don't think you should say big Jew banana tits when talking about me. <laughs> my mom's young, so I my mom had me when she was 19. So wow. that's old in Philly, though. Uh, oh yeah, that's very old. Yeah. Oh, she's wait. I don't think she's yeah. we didn't think she was going to find anyone. That's because she was yeah. Jewish. Yeah, she's the one who got out of junior high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. my, yeah, no, my mom was uh, so young, so I remember my mom being like a young, like, right. like sick body, big, t like young guys, like, yeah. and my mom was like, uh, she managed like a retail, like, store, ironically, a big and tall when I was younger. Who knew? What foreshadowing? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're going to fit into these clothes I could bring home for free. Um but yeah, so I remember, remember like so many like in hindsight, just going like, "Hey, we're going to the New Jersey State Fair uh, today." I'm like, "Cool," and it would just be some young dude taking her on a date, and she would just like, use it as an excuse and bring me along, make him pay, and it'd just be like, some jerk off wearing like a silk scarf and like a Corey Feldman hat, you know, like his blazer sleeves rolled up. He had like a tail. It's just some twenty in hindsight looking at it, it's like some twenty. Three year old guy, and my mom's, you know, like, I didn't know my mom's only like 27 or something. She used to take me on oh. dates with her, like, we'd go to the fair and stuff. <laughs> yeah. These guys would just be glaring at me, like, I'm oh. fucking ruining everything. Oh, I they had planned. Ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. so I remember a guy came over with an acoustic guitar. And I remember just the the scowl he was looking at me with while he's trying to politely play my mom the song "Lady" by Kenny Rogers. Uh, sure. And I'm just sitting there in pajamas, like not going to bed. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's like, what time's your when I was a kid? I used to have to go to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> Lady, I'm your night in shining armor. Put your son to uh, bed and lay me. <laughs> Why do God. you have an apartment with a bedroom right next to your son's? <laughs> wow. Seth, you had a nice stable life, though. You I had, had yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the fact that you my never showed your friend your mom's tits. Um, <laughs> well, only when she was in the room, and I was like, Mom, just show him, right? <laughs> just show him. Come on, that's, that's a breach of trust. Yeah, you like live, live. Yeah, I want her to know that it's happening. I want her to see the reaction on their faces. <laughs> um, fairly, I mean, you know, my parents split up when I was fairly young. Um, Your fault? Most, mostly, mostly. <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would punch him a lot. <laughs> is that <laughs> weird definitely... though when your parents break up? I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is. How it's old not... were you? Ten. Oh, see, that's a I was three, so I don't even I barely remember. remember it. No, no, I was yeah. I was old enough to know what was was happening, but it was in a way to tell you the truth, it was really great. I mean, they were fighting all the time at each other's throats, so it was like peaceful. The house was finally quiet when my dad left. It's like, oh wow, this is what quiet feels like in a house. Yeah, you know, um, it was fine. It was more or less fine. My brother, and my sister were there, and. We all just orgied. Yeah. A lot See, of that. The thing, my parents stayed together, so my dad never took me to miniature golf. You know what I mean? Like, when, you, when you're the weekend dad, you really do a lot of shit with your kids. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And when you stay yeah. with, with your wife, you don't do anything don't with do anything. your kids. You're like, shh, shut up. That worked yeah. all week. Yeah. I stayed. That's your gift. Yeah. I didn't leave. You're welcome. And so it really it, it is hilariously chilly. I, I'm not with my... Uh, daughter's mom anymore and and 
we split essentially. My daughter's 11. She was like 10. Her, her fault. Her fault. Yeah. Totally. I tell her every day, too. Yeah. Why, if your room was cleaner, I'd have stayed. Okay. Good. I don't like a mess. You know that. Losses can't hit you. Johnny Losses can't hit you. Johnny Doesn't matter. I can't burn uh, you. Come here. Yeah. Put some cigarettes out on your back. Okay. And now we just go see movies. That's it? See a lot of uh, films? We do see a lot of movies together. No, but, yeah, but it's great. You know, again, like my generation is, is good to blend with that one because, like, we play, we found that happy middle ground. We just beat all the Lego Xbox games together. So mm-hmm. we do that stuff. No, we have, it, it is better. If it makes more sense, like, uh, I see her a lot still, but it's more quality because I'm not unhappy in the living situation. Right. So I think that's what it is. I, I say, like, it never even really got super, like, volatile with me right. and her mom. It was just kind of two people. I guess I can only speak for myself that we just kind of like, I'm just kind of over. One the romance of that situation. One yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, you know, I just noticed that I'm growing apart. And, uh, <laughs> I just noticed that the road's a lot more fun than when I get home. Both of us, and I, see to my, I say to myself, I go, hey, we both want me to see other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you and your daughter have common interests, right? You guys, me what? You and your, your daughter have common interests. Body hang. count? Yeah. yeah. Body, body, the new body count albums out. Yeah. I texted her that this morning. <laughs> Check That's, this out. Is that, is that still a band? We, they just had a big Why is it not already back on? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you guys already covered so, this. Big J called us and said he was listening to the new body count. We there's a in, new body count yeah, album. And he forgot that he told us and thought that we guessed somehow. Dude, it was. I'm like, these guys just get, they get me. <laughs> so when I walked in, I was like, how did you do I saw them live <laughs> once. Some, did you did really? You really? At, uh, the Lollapalooza Festival. This is, I was talking yeah. about this was the first crossover. Yeah. The first black band, you know, since Sly and the Family Stone. Everybody thought that they would be hated there, but they were beloved. Oh, beloved. Yeah. Because, well, for the kitsch factor alone. Yeah. Oh, they're ridiculous, but they're on they're on the tour that I go on in the summer this this summer. So I, I might the what's the called the Mayhem Fest Mayhem Fest right? Yeah, so I, that'd be great. I'd like to watch them a few times. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. That's tough because what's funny is like people I think assume because of the affiliation I have with that stuff yeah. and, and just like I guess the way I look in tattoos mm-hmm. that they're like uh, all those other bands on those tours. Like I'm, it's just not my. Thing See, at all? Shocking to me. I See, what, I, 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 I need to have like what that. I think is like metal. When I say I'm a metalhead yeah. who likes metal, like I do mean bands like I was a huge Marilyn Manson fan, Corn, right, right. and those bands. Like, and but people who are into metal are like that's like radio music. Yeah, man. They like the bands where it's like screeching and yeah, like you right. know nonstop. Like I that was never a Slayer fan is the best way to put it. Like that's almost a divide right there. Slayer yeah. to me, I'd say is like Pantera right. was my cutoff, and then Slayer was too hard. Right, see, let me tell you something about Body Count. This is the first time a band has ever reunited after a 17-year stint on Law & Order. So, uh, <laughs> this, this, I mean, you're looking at history right now. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Notes' uh, metal band is amazing. No one gives them a lot of... Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm surprised this video is not catching any flack. It's just going out and murdering white people. Yeah, that's yeah I mean, because that's, well, that's, that's what you expect him to do. Yeah. Like, when you turn on the video, you're like, I expect some white people to die. Thank God. Then he has to go around the corner and come back in a, in a trench coat and be like, all right, where's the victim? Yeah. Like, well, that, that I'm first case album the area. that he did, Don't the Love Blues, it would have ended with this this monologue of just fuck Bush and his crippled bitch. I thought it was the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bush is the president at right. the time. 
and says his wife is a crippled bitch, which, I mean, she was slow getting around, but crippled, no. It's just what's so funny is like his life. Uh, I, I his the life. first Bush. Yeah, the, yeah. The we went all the way I'm back. I'm the second one. Yeah, the yeah. first one. Yeah, because that was like '91. That's yeah. when the band Top came killer. out. Uh, yeah. Who was on that first Lollapalooza? The one that of I saw was Jane's Addiction was the head yeah. headliner. Susie and the Banshees, Body Count. God damn, I don't remember. There was like three or four other bands. And this thing traveled the whole country at the Boston, time. It wasn't yeah. like Chicago where they yeah. just go there. No, once no, a year. this was a whole tour. Yeah. And they would just rent fields. Yeah. And it was like, oh, are the 60s back? It was like a really yeah. cool thing for and a couple of years. they had a lot of sideshows and jugglers and yeah. hula hoopists. And well, that's when that's that... Why Mayhem, that's why Mayhem Fest is like a lot of fun with that thing. I, 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 those destination things are, are neat, I guess, in their own right. But I think it gets like so kind of gross and dirty. Yeah, I do too. I, I like the one day... Right. That Mayhem Fest, I said, I go on stage first, and it was like 1245. Are there people the there? Are they into the thousands comedy? Of people were and there. they're into it. I went up there. It was I just kind of like, I, I kind of just went off the cut. I didn't really do like mm -hmm. bits too much. Right. I just kind of like talked to them and mm -hmm. like fuck with people. And right. Stuff. Right. And that, but I went up on stage three times, and it was like over the course of like a 12-hour day. But it was like, that was, I like that. That's a lot of fun. You just got to make fun of the toilets and how expensive yeah. the water is. How about them $4 waters? <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Hey, kid, you see titties yet? Yeah, you guys are amazing. Seriously, stay tuned. You're, yeah. Five yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're making fucking history in the sun today. Hey, how about y'all out there on the lawn? <laughs> Big J Okerson at the Atlanta Punchline. Where's, Where's that? I'm right over here. Okay. It's neat. All right. It sounds like there's a flea that's doing a lot of announcements. Yeah. This looks great, by Thank the way. Yeah, well, uh, three heart attacks will do that for you. He does look amazing. very sick since you saw He's him. lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Big J's going to be at the Atlanta Punchline, June 13th through the 15th. Go to punchline.com for those dates and that information. Seth Herzog is here. The brand new show, Science of Stupid, premieres June 13th on Nat Geo. And Seth's weekly show, Sweet, happens every Tuesday at the Slipper Room on Orchard Street in Manhattan. And look for the new IFC web series from the Herzog family. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that, too. It's going to be fun, sort of. Yeah. I, gotta, I, I think it's bold. I think what you're doing is bold. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I got a, a peach gig from that Atlanta thing. I'm only doing like they peach call, straight. They, they, they called. They paid me like a normal money to uh, not perform. To not perform. Essentially, no. Not, no, no. I'm going out. Uh, Richard Lewis only wants to do early shows. Like the eight o'clock show, so I'm coming in to just do like the ten. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's way great. So I wish I could do one show where I go. Yeah, that's great. Well, Richard can't do two. I mean, he puts out right. so much energy. Right. <laughs> he puts out enough energy <laughs> just waiting backstage, <laughs> yeah. freaking out. No one's gonna like. I don't know if there's gonna be room for me on stage because he yeah. leaves it all up there every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still up there. Yeah. It's still oh, up there. Is that a there. pair of Converse yeah. and an oversized suit? So what are you gonna do during your first show? Go out. Get a sandwich for yourself. I'm see the drinking town. the legend that is Richard Lewis. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Good, good idea. I'm going to have myself probably a shitty food from the, from the restaurant there. And there's a famous um, strip club everyone always talks about in uh, Atlanta. The famous one that's uh, like now. Cheetah shows up in Girls, Girls, Girls. The uh, Cheetah? Is it she? No, it's like something Hall or something like that. I was there a few months ago, and everyone's like, "Oh, did you go to the Da 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 Club?" And all the strippers are old, but it's like. Popular and kitchen. They have great stories. Like Jermaine yeah. Dupri left a gold tooth in my pussy once. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. All right, let's look it up because it should Martin be Luther in the King girls, 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 girls lyrics. Pleasers Club. 
The what? The trying to think of the lyrics, the lyrics of Girls, Girls, Girls. I know we're at the dollhouse in Fort Cra- Lauderdale. Crazy Horse, Paris, Rocking France. Rocking at something at Tattletales, is it? Rocking at Atlanta and Tattletales? Tattletales. Yeah. Tattletales, is that the big one? That's the one that uh, yeah, yeah. Vince Neil felt was fantastic. Yeah. What's a fantastic strip club? See, yeah, I, I have a bad gauge. I'm a bad gauge for of that. me. If if though you urinate, to yes. me that's uh, what we're looking for. If they pee for. on you, <laughs> I feel like I'm and about you to, have to pay extra. I feel yeah. like I just like formed a kinship with you on yeah. something you're just making up to be funny. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Yes. Someone understands yes. me. I would really rather exactly. I want to go to the place where if it's just like, dude, the girls here are so hot. Uh, it's only topless, but they're so beautiful. I, I'm, like, I'm gonna I'd rather go place. with ugly fat girls who are like literally, like, you know, they can blow. Fireballs with their ass. Here's where you gotta go. In Tampa, it's the most famous in the world. It's Mons Venus, is the name of it. And it's very rough. I saw a girl's water break there. And, um, (laughs) but they would actually have to get off stage and and put a couple quarters in the jukebox before they got back on again. Everyone talks talks about that. That one, when I was in Tampa, it's like, you gotta go to Mons Venus. But I went into the cab. I got into the cab with a bunch of other comics. And we said to the cab driver, he goes, take us to Mons Venus. The cab driver goes, you don't wanna go there. You wanna go to 2001. Odyssey, so we took, took, across took the street. Instead. That's across the street, it's across though. The street? Yeah, because it has that. The VIP room is in that s- saucer upstairs, like this little spaceship right. that you could go up into. This really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. looks like a 1980s yeah. garage spaceship. I loved it. Yeah. 2001 Odyssey was hilarious and awesome. The be- the best. Uh, if I could like freeze a moment in time, picture mm-hmm. in my life that I could have blown up and above my couch. Uh, by the way, the phones have exploded. Everyone wants clubs. to They're tell you the spec. name of the Atlanta place. Okay, I'm sure. All right, here's Matt what in do they Atlanta. Say? What do you got, Matt? Hey, it's called the Claremont Lounge in Atlanta. Claremont, Claremont Lounge. Lounge. That's the one everyone was talking about. Uh, yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. I just realized this second, I never knew it. I have the biggest Georgia listenership of anyone in the world. <laughs> it's Ridiculous. like we're doing a local Georgia show here. The Claremont. What happened there? Do you know? I didn't go. You didn't go. But everyone was talking about it. Yeah. That's really hard. But you like to keep a sense of humor. Yes. When you're in a teddy bar. Yes, yes. Okay. I like I like my strippers to be hilarious. Mm. <laughs> oh, I think, but I think that's also true too. I think when you get like when it gets too creepy and you're too like involved and it is weird anyway. But we, we used to go to a place in South Jersey called Fantasy Show Bar, full nude, uh, no booze. So you can go there when you were 18, and we used to go on amateur night, man. And I said before, like where it's, I just want to see. A hot naked chick you could see. Uh, I don't know. There was no adventure in that to me. But there we go on that amateur night. I remember sitting with like five buddies. We were sitting right at the stage mm-hmm. for the amateur thing. It's, and it's full nude. Mm-hmm. So it was first time our girls get up there and doing it. And one girl keeps bending down, but her knees are together. And everyone's kind of like, you know, like, come on, guys. If you, che-, you know, the, the DJ guy, which is the job when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to have. Who sure. uh, <laughs> did? I wonder where it took to. He goes, come on, guys. If you don't make some noise, she's not going to spread those thighs. You know, and like, so she. She finally is like, come on. So everyone's encouraging and clapping. And she finally opens her thighs. And if there could be a, a Polaroid of this, I would love it. And she opens up her legs. She has a, t- a string hanging out of her Stop. pussy. And everyone at the table, I'm in the middle, like Jesus at the Last Supper. And everyone else drops their heads down. And I put up, like, the gold. Like, so I'm like, yes. There we A story. Now right. we have a story. story. Yes, yes. We could just, we could, every girl's pussy we could see in here. Right. But this girl just did amateur night. Times are so rough mm. that yeah. she did it while she has her period. And that just makes me happy. She's not going to. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know why that just makes me. It makes it better for me that she was going through experiencing hard difficulties. They, and didn't care. She was like, "I'll do a show if you guys want to show up. <laughs> you know I'm what? fine with it." The first time I ever yeah. went as a kid with the fake ID and the whole thing was up in Philly, and it wasn't even like a strip club. Is like they hire one woman to come out, and she was very famous for some of the things that she could do. It was just about her, like nice. she was a headliner. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they introduce her in this shitty, ter- you know, you're drinking out of these little glasses, you know, when you're in a dive bar, the glasses get smaller and dirtier. And she came out on stage mopping it with the mop in her vagina and just comes out like, hey, guys, in terrible shape. And the place is going crazy. And I was like, I may hate sex. (laughs) Even before she started to shoot the ping pong balls into the audience from her vagina. Yeah. I'm like, I don't Where know. Where in Mexico was this? No, this was <laughs> the same thing with the Philadelphia. Oh, Philly, same Mexico. thing. Yeah, same thing. All right, we need to break here, Fuzzy. Yes, we do, please. Can you guys hang out for a little yeah, while? Yeah, definitely. Good. And you're getting along well, right? <laughs> I think always so. worry when I have two comics at the same time. You never I, know. My I first just time like went weird. Jay do, do his thing. He's my funny. first one went weird. It's Bobby Slade, and we had a whole history. Oh, yeah, you had a history of <laughs> oh, Bobby Slade. Well, you, have, you have beef with Bobby Slade. <laughs> and then, you know what? I just had that happen. Who were the two guys that weren't getting along? Uh, uh, Tommy Johnigan and uh, David Allen Greer. Yeah, it almost. Really? Yeah. It got, got weird? Yeah. Johnigan didn't like that he was being included in David Allen Greer's act. Really? Yeah. Now I got off air. Can you tell me what happened? Nothing. <laughs> just, you know how comics are. They're awful people. Racist. Yeah. Well, now, I don't, Both of them. It just comes <laughs> off that way. You ain't going to keep me down, Whitey. All right, we'll, <laughs> we'll break uh, Seth and Big J in here. It's the Ron Fez Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Fez show. Big Jay Okerson is in with us. He's going to be playing the late shows at the Punchline and then his podcast Lisa of Skanks. Seth Herzog is in with us. Uh, the new show, Science of Stupid. Uh, this is the second season of that, right? No, the, the other Net Geo show I did was uh, Duck Quacks Don't Echo. This is different. This is a totally different show. Uh, what's Science of Stupid about? This is like, sort of like their Tosh. Mm-hmm. It's just me and I, um, I, um, a green screen, throwing a fail, fail videos, people falling on their face, doing different stuff. Right. We make jokes about it, and then they explain the science of why they failed and how they could have done it right. Oh, they That's could have their done angle. it correctly. That's their angle, yeah. Uh, and Not a bad angle. You've got yeah, your, uh, your show Sweet every Thursday at the Slipper Tuesday, Room. Tuesday, but yeah. Tuesday yeah. at the Slipper Room. Uh, and that show you've been doing for how long? Almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Right, Fez is coming in with nice ice cream from everywhere. Oh, hello. What is this, Fez? We've got some Ben and Jerry's. This is the uh, Blondie. It's a salted caramel you, with vanilla. Okay. Lord. This is a hazelnut get-together. <laughs> and a chocolate fudge brownie. I think I'll put another word on the end of that. Like, chocolate fudge brownie, how do you do? <laughs> rodeo. It's a rodeo. A hazelnut yeah. get-together is something I did in college with a girl. I 
What's that? Do you need help getting ice cream? No, I could only carry three, so that's what I brought. Do you what? Need, oh, do you, I mean, because... Would you like um, to, her to get more ice cream is what she's asking you? Um, I'm good. If anyone else wants some, Molly, yeah. Yes, that's what you do. Fez, are you taking pills today? Yes, I am. <laughs> what, what are you taking? Because, yeah. He's you're, manic. You're, yeah, you're scary-eyed. And you think that the co-host goes and gets ice cream. So that was the, the two giveaways. What, what happened? What, what are you doing? I've got, uh, well, my nerve pain for my pinched nerve, and uh, I took a muscle relaxer today because the... Ooh. And that's got you buzzed? Yeah, because the pain in the shoulder wasn't letting up. Mm. All right. Pepper Hicks started scratching his neck just now. What? <laughs> yeah, pain everything killer. hurts. Keeps, keeps hurts. <laughs> you know I love it. Why do you keep saying it? Yeah. You know, you're a painkiller guy, right? Yeah. You like the pills? No. Not at all. I, I'm telling you, I stopped at weed because it works. <laughs> it completely. It, weed. I just, it, I said, I never, I never like was went into like, I didn't have like, I did coke for a while. I just mm -hmm. never, because I was like, the weed always worked. I never really knew like, what's going to get better than like, why would it be, what's going to be better? Like when I see people on coke, it looks like it's not that fun. To me, and now thankfully. I'm sober. But to me, uh, sexually, weed would be a hickey. That's where it would be <laughs> oh, compared. I, I had to go way past that. Did you so, ever try uh, acid or mushrooms or any of those? Mushrooms, yeah. Mushrooms you done, Love yeah. acid. Yeah. When I was a little kid, oh, yeah. I did a lot of acid. I did a lot of acid in college. Yeah. And I grew to love it. Yeah. And then I stopped doing it. Well, you can't do, you can't do acid for... Experience, yeah, but it's not because I had met those people. Yeah. In fact, there was a kid in college I used to do acid with who totally OD'd at a dead show, and he came back a totally different human. Right. Like, it was... Like, his personality had fundamentally changed. It was yeah, that's no good. Well, yeah. in my neighborhood, we started doing acid as, you know, pretty young, like 14. But one, one funny prank that happened to a kid on my street, someone put... You know, dosed him, put acid in his mm -hmm. food, and he wasn't ready for it. Right. Hadn't really done anything. Right. And he went away for a while, and then after that, talked very slow. So a lot of people always try to tell me, oh, you can't really get fucked up from hallucinogenics. Yeah, you can. You can yeah. go out too far. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Did, yeah, did you like to be in nature or a... I never did it in nature, to be honest with you. I always did it in, like, Confined. urban party yeah. settings. But then, after a while, if you're on acid and you're, and you're around too many people, you have to get outside. You right. have to be out in the air, or else it get just away from gets the weird. faces. Yeah, yeah, the scary faces. I always wish that I would have waited to have some philosophy, some spirituality, mm. and took one of those like serious trips instead of let's try to get fucking melt face and right. run with it. You know, well, you could you could you could do both. The thing about acid, particularly if people have bad trips, is that it magnifies wherever you're at. So if you're in like an uncomfortable, insecure place, you're feeling bad about your, yourself. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Right. If you're happy and having fun, that'll be that'll be huge. Whatever it well, is. Well, I think it's yeah, it's yeah. gonna yeah. I can see that being the case, which is my fear of even doing those things. But mm -hmm. I, but it, is acid a, a drug that like I'll always argue this with people. I know booze, you can hit a point where, where this is not the case, but I think with weed and mushrooms particularly, because that's what my experiences are, I think it also has a lot to do with how much you submit to it. Because when I did mushrooms the first time, we took a decent amount of mushrooms, and it's not that it didn't affect me, but I was able to almost um, acknowledge the fact that, oh, I'm going to sit and look at this tree for a while because this tree is like, it just looks kind of cool, like the way the leaves are shaking. Right. I'm seeing it kind of weird. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I acknowledge it goes, it's the mushrooms that's making that happen. Yeah. I never really, because uh, Gomez that was in here, right? He came in here recently, right? Yeah, Lewis? Yeah. Uh, and, and my buddy Dave were like wrapped in blankets, like smiling, like having this religious experience. Right. And I was like, 
watching episodes of stuff on TV and laughing, and I'm like, oh, it's so. F-. I was able to like conduct. Yeah, I was very yeah. happy, but I just didn't like. Uh, if it makes sense, like I wasn't in my mind. I was like, well, I don't want to go on to the fucking like. Mm-hmm. It's like. God must be real because we're all this perfect system of life. That, like, I have none of that. I'm you don't like, want that. I don't really. Yeah, I really don't yeah. want to get that. Uh, but I, I think that's. I think thing. it always sounds to when I hear someone doing it. I'm like, okay. But that's kind of sure. like what Seth is saying that you have to go on your trip. You can't, and that's why. Yeah. In the old days, you would have a, like a, a a person with you. You know, like when they first started doing it in the fifties, someone would stay with you and kind of be like, you know, your trip guide. Yeah, a trip guide and being there like, hey, I know you're feeling a little weird yeah. well, let's put some music on right. you know i'm gonna put on some coltrane yep. and uh being a know. trip guide's fun i, yeah. I love do to do, doing it to people because then you could fuck with them like if you see a phone number on the subway be like okay if anything happens call that number <laughs> and it's like a lot <laughs> <laughs> but you make them like yeah. memorize it okay got it got, got it. it yeah if i remember the first time i'm really tripped i was on the parking lot and i didn't know you know and i felt like i smoked pot and i did speed so i'm fine and uh, we did this LSD-25 mm. that was really fucking four-way acid. And boom, it fucking kicked so hard that it felt like I went into another place. And all of a sudden, the parking lot looks like it's kind of moving and stuff. And I could almost see letters. And I'm like, when I read this, then I'll know. And I'll fucking have it. And I spent like hours, people coming over and I'm like, stop, just give me a minute. Let me work this out. I just kept trying. It was so fucking close. What was the thing? I don't know. It it just looked like letters were forming in the street. And if I could have ever read once this... It seems like it was right before it came together and formed a sentence. And they're like, dude, you're getting weird. And I'm like, I'll get back to you. This is the secret. When I get this, then we'll have everything we ever need. But could reality... I guess my, my question with that is more like... And, and Chris, you may have, uh, with we, this is the case very much. Like, reality can completely take away, like, your, your high of being stoned. Don't you think, like, if you got news, if, if you were in the midst of watching, watching a cartoon and in the total, like, you know, that Spicoli, like, ha, 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 a phase, if someone's like, uh, your mom just got rushed to the hospital. You could be like, wait, what? You know, it's like you could snap right out of that yeah. and not be that guy anymore. And I'm like, th- th- it almost makes me question, like, the how much, it, it, how much of it is you giving, is submitting yeah. to it. It's like yeah. that, that, kind of that placebo effect. Yeah. I think you're t- totally right. Now, if I, but I don't know, but if, if you're, if, if you're yeah. as I'm saying, as you're looking at those things, if someone's like, Ron, you just got a text that you got fired. Would you be like, wait, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, but let me get through this. Let yeah, me yeah. read this. Yeah, you're, you're trying to tell me in the street. What's <laughs> I'm saying? Or would you be like, it's not. It's the world's no, bigger than I that, know. man. I, I, but I actually used to do acid in school. We'd always attempt to do it. Wow, in school, and um, it that would was, freak me out. Yeah, I end up every time leaving. But once I was just standing there, just leave. I was. I'm in the back of the fucking clip. Me and this kid did it before school, and then we thought. You know, we'll give it a couple hours and then we'll split. And I was just sitting in a class and the teacher's talking. And it was just getting to me like how peculiar she looked and how weird we sit at little glass, little desk. And, you know, I'm trying not to laugh too hard. And all of a sudden, my friend is just standing in the door and he's like, dude, we have to go. 
And she's like, going where? You have passes? And I go, no, he's right. We've got to go. We're leaving this environment where you people seem like you're organized. You know? I'm going to go to a different place and do my thing for a while. Too much. Yeah. A little heavy for me. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing about asset that always get to me is like, uh, you would always be like, what, we got lines for cars? You know what I mean? Like these cars driving the lines, not every, everything. I would start to question, question everything. Yeah. Everything that we think of as, you know, society right. all seems so bizarre to that me. That we you take it for granted every day. And then you yeah. start to be like, wait, why are we standing in a line <laughs> for coffee? <laughs> just go get the coffee, man. <laughs> yeah. Why can't we just have it? Yeah. <laughs> it can't Stop all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you like any other drugs? Or were you a um, drug I, You know, Coke is terrible with me. I've tried it a few, a few times, and I never feel more Jewish than doing Coke. <laughs> Because like, literally, it just makes me nauseous, and I spend. I have to accuse myself. Go to the bathroom and like fake throw up. So I'm like, uh, uh, this is so gross, and uh, I want to go to bed. It's just gross to me. I always think with Coke. Do we got any more Coke? <laughs> yeah, and more Coke. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You do it. And all, like, apparently, all you want is more. All I want to yeah. do is not be doing it. Yeah. It just tastes so gross to me. It's funny. It's a it's a weird um, thing with my girl that it's like. She has experiences like that. For for me, being someone who's like I'm older than her, and I have a lot more experience, like worldly experience than her, and doing things. But I don't have this like I don't have a history of just like wow, it was like problem drug usage, and then You're like an and, and, and then coming out very addictive. But I just kind of like uh, I know that about myself, so it was almost kind of like why start fucking with like the way I got into cigarettes and weed. Right from immediately picking them up to being like I'm going to do this every day a lot, mm-hmm. um, and not even with weed a lot, but every day for sure. You know that it was mm-hmm. like if I get in the coke because I, I know myself not to like I'll have excuses like well I'm doing the weekends I'm always exhausted I'm running around the fifty <laughs> different shows yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know coke would help just a little bit for the, day, for the night <laughs> yeah. and they start going through the day it's like yeah well I mean I'm always sleeping three hours a night because I got to go see my daughter in Long Island so what am I you know I do a little toot hop on the train <laughs> like yeah. I just know myself and I'll find excuses to do it and I'll, I'll justify it until it's a problem that was always my thing of whatever would be the new thing of how did I ever live before this drug thank God <laughs> thank God for angel dust it's a really <laughs> nice vacation. We're staying at your house. Wait a minute. This is fantastic. Morphine. Ah, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Now I can relax. Oh, the spine is so relaxed. (laughs) The uh, show this weekend, The Comedy Underground, which you're a big, big uh, fan of. This is the first time it is in all New York comics. Yeah, Chicago so, Junior from Chicago this year. This uh, week. Jimmy Schubert, who lives in L.A. From Philly. Uh, he's on the phone with us right now. Oh, nice. No. He's called uh, Schubert. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How you doing? How surprising I'd be in a conversation about cocaine and you <laughs> pop on the line. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? I was, I, was, I was actually enjoying it. I was listening to it. I was... I was reminiscing. I was going. I was getting very nostalgic. I will just say this about Jimmy: if everyone was doing coke, Jimmy would be the guy at the peephole, just uh, keeping us all safe. <laughs> He's walking hey, the perimeter. That's all. That's all. Listen, it was a Hall of Fame career, Ronnie, but I retired my straw. Oh, you you took it down a notch. You decided no, no, to play. I, I, yeah, dude, come on, you know. 
Plus, I could carry on like that when I was younger, but you know, now that you was know, like you know. for me. That's like saying Lou Gehrig lived the game. It's just so <laughs> sad. I, I, I like and he gave us the same the same speech I heard. <laughs> just Bobby Slayton sitting at a dais by himself doing big two foot lines of coke. Oh no, flatheads next to him. <laughs> um, hey, Shub, so you're doing this uh, um, comedy underground with David Tell. How do you feel about your set this week? I feel great, man. I thought it was a great set. I, I love the way they're doing it, man. They, I love the way they shoot it. You know, they give the audience GoPros, and so it's like really kind of grungy. It's a club thing. It's, un- yeah. it's unfiltered. And, you know, Dave is, uh, is uh, back on Comedy Central after 10 years, you know, because he was in... Was it that long, little- 10 years? Oh, yeah. Since, uh, yeah, 10 years ago, yeah. Insomniac? Yeah. yeah. This, yeah, so this, spe- this thing, this show he does is so damn good. It's So, first yeah. of all, his stand-up, Special that he put out was brilliant. Oh yeah, so good. And then parlayed into this, where he's kind of putting over all these other comics. Terrific. I love that room. I did too, man. I I love the room, and I also like you know they picked up like veteran guys doing it. So it's uh it's it's really cool, man. I I like I like the way he did it. It's got a kind of grittier feel to it, and uh, you know you know because you can only see so many comics in front of. Standing in front of bricks, you know what I mean? Well, this is to me that I, I was telling Dave that before. It's the way comedy is supposed to look to me on TV. You know, there's certain things that you're like, that doesn't look like comedy. You know? Well, it's funny. Yeah. I, I just people can either watch it and support that show because I don't know what analytics Comedy Central gets, but I just feel like I feel like they have no idea what's like. They only air it at midnight fact, or something. The fact right? is, well, like well, one, well, sure, because it's, it's fine because it's dirty, but it's like if they just like you got to keep delivering it to the people, and it will it will. You know, it has legs. It'll right. like it'll gather, it'll catch steam, and like keep going. But it's like yeah, people yeah. gotta watch. They'll just go. It's like, well, so we don't want to put the money. Now we'll try a different stand up show next year. But you how many people have crushed on that show, just destroying the room? Like you're not used to watching stand up anymore, where you're seeing people's heads going back and forth and just really laughing well, hard. When, yeah. when the premium blend, which was the, the showcase show when yeah. I was young to do that, was like. You're a million miles away from you. You're in a theater. It's you're immediately going from like, well, I'm a young club comic, right? And now you're throwing me in a theater format, right? With cattle prodded laughter that doesn't feel genuine. Mm-hmm. Like what I, what I love about uh, Attell is that he, like the things he would want to like quote unquote correct in his mind next year. He's like he wants table service happening during drinking. just because That's the hysterical. thing they weren't drinking he, it during this one. Nope. They, huh. they could get drinks. It was like all before, right. but but on camera. He goes. He goes. No. He goes. Because because it brings the reality of like. Well, if the waitress walks in front, maybe you mentioned something about her. Oh, if she's yeah. like you know a, yeah, or yeah. something. Because right. right. he wants. He was encouraging crowd work and stuff too. So it was a. He wants to feel like you're watching comedy in a club right. at home. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he really. And I really think Dave took charge of the ending on a lot of this stuff too. I, I think that completely. Know, yeah. Yeah. You know, Comedy Central's notoriously bad editors, but uh, you know, on this show, Dave kind of oversaw it. So. You know, I'm really excited to see the set, and then tonight we got Last Comic Standing on NBC. They brought that back, and uh, you're you know, doing Last Comic Standing, Jimmy? Yes, sir, I am. Who could beat Schubert doing the Last Comic the, Standing? The, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, five thousand people because that show is ridiculous. Agreed. <laughs> well, well, well there's yeah, going to be well, comics judging it this year, though, right? Yeah, they got Rosie Farr, they got Russell Peters, and they got Keaton Ivory Wayne. But I, mean, I thought they used to have, like, people would call it home and try to... I, I, I yeah, they I, used to let people vote, and now nope. they're, they're that completely... That doesn't count anymore. No. no. Okay. The people are out of it. It's I don't know. Judges. I don't know what happens on that show. I don't know the outcome of that show, but I do know a lot of people that were on it. And well, if producers. Jimmy Schubert isn't the winner, <laughs> right. 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 I, I'm going to throw a rock at the TV. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know who's in it, and I know right. who went 
did this like far right. into it. And I'm like, come on, man. And that's why that show makes me does make me upset because Jimmy Schubert you shouldn't have to stand up next to five year comics and, and then be but some I, kind of a weird bad. It's the weirdest thing to me. I, I don't know. I did the show a bunch. I I, I think it's all. I love the fact that you can see Schubert at prime time. Fantastic. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The exposure's I, I Fantastic. You call, it, you call it last comic standing. I'm calling it. See how many clean sets Jimmy Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the other problem. I do take it. Uh, fuck that show because I can't do anything I do on that show. <laughs> you feel well, like you, you know, got enough clean material, Schubert? I do. I, yeah, I yeah. do. Man, I've been doing it long enough. I, look, I don't, you know, I don't write dirty or clean. I just write funny. So right. there's a lot of stuff that's not even uh, even close. I mean, I was I was lucky to be able to get the. the you, you know, uh, I put the I had like six sets put together in my head before I even auditioned right. for it. You know, how I long are the sets you have to do on the uh, show though? Three, four well, minutes? Well, no. Well, you have to you have to you have to audition to get on it. Right. They, 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 tonight they start the invitationals, which was a hundred people. Right. I'm probably down from about five thousand submissions, and then they get that down to the top twenty, and then they got it down to the top ten, and then you know the competition for, literally starts. But it's not going to be anything silly like it was in years past. I mean, Wanda Sykes is a real comic, so I think the challenges will be, you know, to, to the disciplines of comedy as much as they can do that without, you know, turning it into a reality show. But, you know, I mean, it, at some point when you get down to, like, ten people, I guess it becomes, like, you know... That, so you're not allowed to tell us where you are now, I guess, right? I no, I can't. I, I can't, but, uh, right. you know, people should watch and find out. But It's, it's look, hard not to believe this won't be a summer. Well, it's over. Of, it's going to be the summer of Schubert. It is over. It, it's <laughs> no, over. It's over. The, uh, they right. haven't done the final thing? No, they haven't uh, done the finals. So we don't know if Jimmy got the rose or not. <laughs> well, look, I think it's great for comedy. I think, you know, you got you know 20 dancing shows on, 15 singing shows. I mean, I think stand-up comedy is the toughest art form to do. I think that, you know, to bring it forward like this, I think what's good for comedy is good for comedians. I think it's going to be, you yeah. know, and, 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 they're, and they're setting it up to... Uh, you know, so stand-up comedy is kind of showcased properly, so we'll see what so, happens. So you're excited about the opportunity? I am excited about the yeah. opportunity. You know me. You know, I open a refrigerator door, the light comes on, I do 15 minutes. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we're talking about guys killing... I've seen Schubert kill like he had... Fucking oh. beer kegs for hands. Just yeah. bursting around. Just no. destroying. There's something left in the corner. It's a Philly legend. Yeah. Um, so, better than the previous seasons for you, Jimmy, yeah. right? From what you've yeah, seen yeah. already. From what I've seen already, it's, it's, they're really, they, you know, Wanda Sykes and Paige Hurts, the, the people that are producing it, really wanted, uh, you know, because you need somebody who, who knows stand up comedy producing it so they can get the, the, the disciplines of it right because running through Bed Bath and Beyond, grabbing a handful of props so you can do a set for Carrot Top, is not any kind of a real world challenge. I mean, look, I'm I'm a talented guy, but I don't want to uh, sleep on a sidewalk for twelve hours next to a clown and a guy in a cat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so this is uh, you know, and that's the challenge of it for me was to you know do the shorter sets and do them in the parameters and standards and practices. So it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, Schubert, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this Summer Schubert. Summer Schubert. Summer, Summer Schubert, Schubert is starting right now. <laughs> <It> begins. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, All right, yeah. I'll be, you're going to be on tonight's show. Yes, tonight's show, the second one. They're doing a double. They're doing a double header. Oh, yeah. So it's a two-hour, uh, two-hour premiere, and I'm on the second episode. I got to blow uh, up, LeBron. 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be pissed. Yeah. You can DVR LeBron. <laughs> yeah, set, set up the DVRs. All right, uh, Shub. Well, let's stay in touch over this. All right. Absolutely, I'll call in and check with you as we go down to as we go through the competition. All right. Thank you, Ronnie. All right, guys. See you, right, peace. See you buddy. Okay, Jimmy. And there's a whole last comic standing section on the enterobank.com now, so you no. can follow the entire season. No, we got to guess whether he's clean or not, like he said. Or just all bleeps. Mm, this yeah. whole set is just bleeps. You know, you know how it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. <laughs> when they cut it up. Fucking so, guy. <laughs> yeah, you got this guy, another guy. It's over in that area. God, he's fucking funny as shit, though. His new thing is it looks like he's wearing tailored suits. I'd like to see you jump on that. Jimmy Look, Schubert? Yeah, it looks like yeah. Jimmy Schubert. And you're right, a Philly legend, Kensington guy. I got to meet him officially for the first time at the taping of the Oh, is that thing. right? Yeah. Hello. And it was cool. Like, like, I was excited that he knew who I was, even at all, except before, because he's like a guy I got. I, man, he's hysterical. He's like, those. Um, Couple of dude, Todd Glass. I think is one of the funniest. Yeah, my favorite dudes. Dude, him. I just thought of him because they got the picture of Ralphie May. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Ralphie May up there. Can you yeah. tell? <laughs> <laughs> but they had a new at the Melrose Improv in L.A. They had a new artist come in and do all the. It's pictures. so bad. It's so bad. The outside, like the drawing of all the comics, mm -hmm. and they got a really bad artist. I don't know who it was, and I will publicly say this guy stinks. <laughs> but Todd Glass. We were just stoned, and he was just fake getting angry at the fact that uh, Ralphie May, for whatever reason, when the guy uh, painted him was yeah. one of the characters, he spans a, the, a break in the wall. Like it, like it bends the corner. And Todd Glass just going like, the guy's already got enough pride, and you just gotta make him see. Why do you gotta, son of a bitch? He's like, just like getting that, fake wound up about it. What does uh, Todd Glass have coming out? No, isn't that like a book or something? He has uh, a podcast that's pretty regular. I think he's got some big project. I love Todd's act. His whole thing is just like, he's just... Full honest on stage about how much he thinks the audience hates him. Yeah, that's he's, his whole he's a thing. lunatic. His, his uh, he's my got a book. my Tough favorite Todd thing. Glass situation. Hard though. I haven't played basketball maybe twenty years. Okay, here's how fucking hard basketball is. He's dribbling Granted, with two I'm not, hands. Yeah, I'm not in the NBA. There it is. <laughs> and he walks off. <laughs> He's done. He's done playing basketball. Dude, his thing on, uh, which is on YouTube, the when he does the fake cop, like Todd Glass yeah. awful prank show, mm -hmm. and he pulls over the five black dudes. Uh-huh. It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. But he just like, he did my first, uh, the what's your fucking deal, this, the crowd work show. He did the first one we did in Montreal and like, uh, I just have such an affection for him. He just makes me laugh. He's so ridiculous. It's again, it's like a, I'm always like a, taken back by a brand of comedy that I don't think I would do well. Like I, I right. can't be that. Like my thing's all on the spoken word. Listen to mm -hmm. my philosophy or mm -hmm. my joke or whatever mm -hmm. it is, and just like. Uh, I, but his thing with the, when he had uh, him telling me the story of. You ever see the video? I, it doesn't exist online anymore for some reason. But with, where he brought the plant, the girl in the wheelchair. And he goes. He starts giving a speech. That he goes, "You could do whatever you want to do if you believe in yourself." <laughs> he goes, "That girl right there could walk if she wanted to." And just cut to like he's in her face screaming, "Walk!" <laughs> and then he goes, "You know what? Fuck it!" And he and he picks her up. 
And, she, and, and the crowd at this point is even kind of like, no, just don't, stop. Don't, yeah, yeah. And, he picks her, and he lets her go, and she collapses to the ground. And he just walks away. He goes, she doesn't want to walk. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, and it's just so funny how he does. So he goes on stage and just starts doing jokes again. <laughs> oh, she's lying on the ground. Oh, she's lying on the ground. And then he, he goes, he told her to wait about five minutes. And then five minutes later, she just goes, I want to walk. <laughs> so he just interrupts his set. He goes, wait a second. What did you just say? <laughs> and, like, and she stood up. and they, 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 that's like, He just like, I love that. Because that's not me, man. I can't. When we were in, a, in Toronto one time with this room where it's like you could smoke weed and mm-hmm. do comedy. While it's, it's great. It's, it's called the Underground Comedy. It's amazing. It's a fantastic place. But he'll just like, as he's walking in, he just tells... Like a young local comic, he's like, oh, Tom, he goes, I'm a comic in Toronto, I think you're really funny. He goes, cool, he goes, uh, in the middle, he goes, whenever you want to, in the middle of my set, just stand up and say, fuck you, I'm leaving, this sucks. Because he just wants to go and say, no, well, fuck you, I'm doing a fucking show here. <laughs> and he just wants to blow up, and, like the crowd's like uncomfortable, but he loves that. And it takes him like three, four minutes to get what he's doing, and then yeah. like, uh, but I love I that. I like uncomfortability yeah. too. Like, oh, I he like, thrives on it. Yeah, I like when Jay was trying to run down Last Comic Standing, when Schubert was <laughs> treating it like he's been in the desert and finally he's found some water no it's good you know what's funny i get i I get exactly why he's saying it's good and i think schubert is a beast and i'm i I, but i've used him i I know he was in it Uh i've used him as the example of saying like it's grotesque to me that the final you know whatever many people is going to include possibly like uh, jimmy schubert and fill in the blank of these people. It's just like, right. come on, right. man. Right. Like, that right. doesn't make sense. And that's how I know it's ridiculous. And I think the judges are horrible. <laughs> I think the people that are judging it shouldn't be judging it. I Is do. that right? I do. Who, I think you're putting the, weird people in weird positions. Yeah. You're putting Russell Peters in a very weird position. Uh-huh. You're putting Keenan Ivory Waynes in a position he, he has no authority in. And you're putting Roseanne in a bar where she's been out of the loop for too long to know what's anything. Like, it's just, it's, it's a bad, bad call. they don't call. even judge in the end. The pr- producers figure out who they, no, they, they do. want. And they said, and I know people that went to this thing and they said that they, they they heard the production conversations mm-hmm. of like, all right, guys, we picked four white people yesterday, so we mm-hmm. got to pick right. black people today. Right. It's got nothing to do. That's oh, women, when you start a certain number of women in there, you know. I heard people saying at one point they were judging, they were, they were chanting, I know the comic, uh, but they were, they were, people were saying his name out loud in the audience, mm-hmm. and he didn't move on. Like was, and, oh, and a person and, who didn't do well came mm-hmm. back stage apparently and was like, oof, that was rough. Did move on, you know? What I mean, right. like things like that. So I'm like that show. And it's every so year, I, I didn't do it this year. It was like the second year that I didn't do it that they had it, where I, I held my ground because the two years before that, they contacted me to please do it. I, I don't want to do it. Uh, please, it's, and they always go. It's different this year. It's, di- mm. and it's not different. No, the year I didn't go on, and Geraldo was judging. Geraldo called me afterwards. He goes, they told me to do a certain set. They, it, it was, I thought it was too dirty. What I was going to do, and the producer was like, it's fine. Just change this word to that, and you're fine. I go out there. Uh, Geraldo told me when they went in the back room to do the judging for that round mm-hmm. that he just flat out went, uh, they go, well, Jay was just kind of like, fuck this show. He just wanted to go out there and have, like, you know, just kill. Because I did well. He goes, right. he goes, he just wanted to kill, and he was like, fuck last comic stand. I was like, no. The no. producers told me I can do those jokes. And then they said that I didn't move on because it was too dirty. I'm like, well, why would you tell me I could do that then? I mean, I didn't curse or anything. It was, like, obviously right. contextually right. dirty, but, like, right. I'm like, why would you say I can do it if I couldn't do it? I was prepared to so not do it. you could have done it this year if uh, you wanted to? Sure. I don't understand. Didn't it used to be you couldn't do TV first? You know, you couldn't have done the Tonight Show? Or, oh, maybe, uh, but that's not even not yeah. rules before. Not but, I mean, that's a waste of time. There's such a range of people in this final, like, 100. 
It's yeah. such a giant range. But it feels like if it should me, be an takes, HBO show. It takes the fun out of it. It should be an HBO show. What, what takes the fun out the, of it? The yeah. whole competition of it and the fact that right. there's so many hands in the pot and the, the subjectiveness of comedy is completely taken taken out of it. And you're being pitted against all these other people of different styles and different experiences. It just takes the fun out well, of see, it. See, that, here's the difference. We're talking about a tell show. It's comics going in trying to show, here's fun, here's right. what we do. Mm-hmm. There's a stand-up, there's some ball busting. competition. It's not a competition, right. which is a weird no. thing because no... Nowhere else does that exist. Every you know when you're and, and normally it, producing, you're trying to blend a funny show sequence, the comics fun, sure. in, in the right order. And in this, it's like let's see how many times. Well, tells you know. tells passion for that to even do that was. I remember talking to him for a while because it was when uh, Norton had that show come out on HBO, Down and Dirty. Right. And it was mm-hmm. like Down and Dirty because it was even saying it's like it's uh, here comes for some filthy comedy. Right. Right. And I. And even though I'm a dirty comic, I still kind of equate that to like, that's just as annoying as like the brothers in the hood of comedy, yeah. or the sisters doing whatever. Latin or, kings, or, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's as yeah. bad as that. So Attell said at first, the thing was like, let me have dirty comics, but then it switched in his thing even to like, let's just have like a, a, a good comedy showcase. Right. Yeah. Doesn't have to be guys going out there talking about like right. pussy or whatever. So, I always did uh, appreciate that. But I do think for that reason alone, even if you're going to do a, a a competition show, like you got to give the room for it. Can't be truly um, judged unless you have all. You don't have all facets of comedy in there because you don't have people who are like edgy or darker people on that show because they have to change what they do yep. for yep. network. Yep. And then, uh, what's funny is that show's success rate is zilch. On making like uh, Ralphie May probably is doing the best, and he can't. He didn't win. Uh, but he was Schumer, a popular. Uh, Schumer's actually doing. Schumer's, Schumer's the only again, didn't, win. didn't win. Didn't win. Yeah, I think Schumer's the only person who was on that show enough who's doing really well. Yeah, well, what like about, winners. What about that fan? I mean, the guy's obscurity. Like, he's, he's, out there. <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> he's a, but, but, you know, no complete, one is the fan obscurity. of that fan. Lavelle Crawford was the guy that moved to, <laughs> of that fan. Yeah. Lavelle Crawford moved on. Uh, uh, a lot with the Amy yeah. Schumer season. Yeah. He's like doing like, you know, he does like talking head stuff on, sh- you know what I mean? It's right. like it can go right. either, it's wherever you go. But it's almost saying it's like the test of time. But when I go to clubs around the country too, it's like a lot of those people are even like, I'll be like, oh, how's so and so if my comic standing comes in? He goes, they come around like once or twice, man. Like no one cares. And right. <laughs> like no one gives yeah. a, no no one one gives a Even if you win, so what? It kind of doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And it's also, it's like you're winning to the audience of who really, because. Yeah. That the, with the, pro- the, the problem that creates, yeah, exactly. Mm. The problem that creates is the same thing I used to watch when. Uh, now my favorite thing when I used to, I'd work like opening for like Tracy Morgan or something at like Caroline's or whatever, mm-hmm. and it would be the great best to see these like sixty-year-old black ladies come in with their ankle-length skirts and holding their purses with two hands in front mm-hmm. of them to sit down to watch the because they want to see Brian Fellows from SNL. And then literally the line that would always get me, because I knew the set at, at, at a point mm-hmm. when I was working with him, mm-hmm. I, people would leave every show, and he goes, he goes, he goes, fuck a right in the ass cheeks, and then pull out, rub doo-doo off your dick all over dad's curtains. And the girl's like, ooh, dearie. And they're like fanning themselves, and just fucking out. split every time. And I'm like, yeah, this is not... <laughs> I don't know who the real Tracy is, but I'm pretty sure it's the maniac. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. He came around that day. I think I told you one time. He came around this cellar in a, in a yellow Lamborghini. He's no. like, he's like, this is how I'm living now. <laughs> he goes, you gotta live. He goes, Leah Jets, yellow Lamborghinis, and he's like, you you gonna get there, Jay? You'll see. And then he leaves. And then like you read in the paper, a month later, he goes, he just took like a. a 
a Lamborghini on like he took that, test it, drive. It was a test drive. He yeah. never returned it for like a yeah. month. He got yeah. like sued and a yeah. lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah, just how I'm living now. You can just take this. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah. He, uh, Gotta have he, fun with it. He did the Unmasked show. And it, he was so amazing. I, got, I gotta listen. You gotta listen to it because we might have been in it for about forty seconds before he started crying. You know what I mean? Like he was just—he's. Mm-hmm. It was a show about you know talking about the craft, but he was just so ready to He's be moved. Crying. He was yeah. so ready. Right. You know, before it even started. Uh, who made him cry? What was thinking about who? It was Martin, oh, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. He couldn't. He couldn't. He was at the tin and Martin when he started sobbing, and by the law, he just tied up. He was just done for one long. That's he funny. Was so great, man. Yeah, I could talk to him for three hours. He was a very entertaining, dude. Yeah. Big J Okerson's here with us. Big J's going to be at the Atlanta Punchline June 13th through the 15th. And you can also hear his podcast, Legion of Skanks, at cavecomedyradio.com. Seth Herzog's here. His new show, Science of Stupid, premieres June 13th on that geo. And his weekly show, Sweet, every Tuesday night at the Slipper Room on Orchard Street in New York. And on Twitter, at the Zog. Which needs to be changed. No, <laughs> that's great. No, it's so cool. You got, you know, it's an old nickname from eighth grade. The, the thing with Tracy, the you probably felt that yeah. in the in the unmasked. What's what's great about him is like. He's like like Bruce Lee said. He's like water. Like his philosophies change it, it, within an hour. Mm-hmm. He would lay them out for people in this still. But, but they change. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's one thing into another. My uh, literally, I think my favorite YouTube clip in the world is. Um, What's best? What's great is it's called Tracy Morgan wasted on live TV. He goes, he's not wasted. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. You ever see that video? Yeah. And his shirt's yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. He's the morning his belly. news thing. Yes, yeah. it's one of That's the greatest. That's my favorite. The guy is baffled. He has but no I also clue feel like it's definitely turned on for more. He knows morning news is ridiculous. And he's like, I'm going to make it more. Ridiculous. I don't think it's that thought out. Really? I think because you actually I bring it up a little. Pa- bit. Pause it for one yeah, second, though, only I'm because fine. what's great is you see it happen. You see him go from like it's early in the morning. What I'm like, oh, oh shit, that's right. I'm Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Because right. he actually goes, he goes, uh, he goes, he says something. Then he goes, oh look, I look good. I went to Jaguars last night. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. someone gonna get pregnant up in here. Yeah. And he starts going, and you're like, yeah. oh, he just, that's it. He's just, now he's just off the rails. Yep. Well, and then his shirt's off. The guy's hysterical. They, they did that bit on Thirty Rock where when he did uh, Conan, <laughs> that he was the stabbing robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the stabbing yeah. robot. I, I am the stabbing robot, <laughs> and you know it's based on some. Shit that he had done oh. before. Oh yeah, you know he is just. But this this video, it just it does. There's it another morning so news happy. show where he's on the table, the desk rolling yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. this one, to me, he takes his shirt off and, just gonna, and he keeps talking about. And then after all this, like, fuck, I'm gonna get someone pregnant. I'm gonna do something. Towards the end of it, he just goes. Uh, the guy goes, "You do a lot of characters." He goes, "Give us some spoony love." <laughs> He's already shirtless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talked about getting people pregnant. Talking about how he has so many kids. Saying he's got a mating call, slapping mm-hmm, his belly, mm-hmm. and, and and the strip club. And he's sitting on his leg, saying he has no leg. And then they go, uh, do do some Spoony Love uh, for us from Crank Yankers. And he goes, Spoony Love goes, that's graphic, man. Kids is listening. <laughs> Contrarian. I'm not here to help. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not here to help. He goes, should have one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Spoony guy, this, yeah. this kid's listening. Yeah. <laughs> this I'm going to get somebody pregnant yeah, at a strip yeah, club. Yeah. It's great. I love him. <laughs> He but is there great, is that great. thing that uh, there's certain comics that you go, can you do this? Absolutely not. I cannot do what, whatever you just. Could you take this money? No. I can't do it. It's not my thing. 
He is brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of comedy. And he doesn't even listen to, if you look at a lot of the interviews, he's not even answering anything anyone's asking him. Nope. <laughs> no, never. Like, never. Like, he, he's been he, on he Fallon Show a lot. And whenever he's on, if you watch what Jimmy's asking and what he answers, it's never the same. <laughs> ever. I, I spent an hour doing it. I was on the yeah. other yeah, side, of, the side that, of it. Yeah. Going, I'll just let him run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here. The last thing I'm going to do is, no, I want you to go back and answer this question. <laughs> it's just like, here's a chance for you to talk about anything you like. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what happens here, too. I think yeah. the guy's like, guy's like, so, Bob, and he goes, I look good. <laughs> I know why I got so many kids. Yeah. <laughs> But there are things that he brings up that, yeah, they are so funny, but I'm not even making this up. I looked around and people in the audience were crying about shit that he was saying. Like, they were moved. By fake things. <laughs> By, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you, did I ever tell him the airport what he, what, he tell, what, he, what he said to me one day? No. I may tell you he was off, but he... Uh, one day we were just talking, hanging outside of a comedy club. He goes, Jay, you know what? He goes, I remember the day you showed up in New York. You was kidding my doorstep with your bags. You were like, Tracy, help me out. <laughs> Look at you now, son. Look at where you at. I'm like... I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, you know, it's great. And I'm like, that never happened. I met Tracy when I was well into comedy. So I don't know where he lives. I don't know where he lives. Someone's doorstep. And it's like, you know, someone said to me, he goes, he goes, well, maybe he's being metaphorical. I'm like, yeah, that's probably what it is. I'm like, no, he just says words. And they just like, and you just have to, and like, he's such a loop. You're like, I'm just going to agree with him blindly. And inside, and by the way, what's weird about that is if you do give him any content, and you, I'm sure, experience this. There's some weird brilliance. In oh, all. absolutely. He's got, you, know, you know, a lot of the, several of the philosophies on just the approach to stand-up yeah. that I got from Patrice, Patrice started those sentences by, to me by saying, like, uh, on a long card, he goes, he goes, Tracy Morgan always used to tell me, uh, and I'm like, that's great yeah. fucking advice. His one, the, the, the best one for that was, uh, don't be afraid to say something on stage that you know might not be funny. You know the crowd might be like, yeah. I hate what you've just said. He goes, but just go up there and throw it out, and maybe they won't feel that way. But just be, have that confidence to do it, mm -hmm. and not like cower from that. I thought that was a cool... Well, he was saying so many, like, he was saying stuff like, I got opportunity bound and gagged in my, in my basement, right? <laughs> you know, and I would look, I was like, you know, I'm biting my lip of the madness, and I look out, and I see the audience going, yeah. Like they're at, they're, at a TED talk. They're you know like, I mean? It's like a cult leader. <laughs> yeah. Less of a comedy show. They're about to walk outside in robes with, with they him. They all felt like I can do something for myself. He's he's he's. But also great. sometimes he was backstage at our show just joking with people in the hall, making everyone laugh. Yeah. And then you realize he's rehearsing because he goes out and does all the same bits he did in the hall on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> word yeah. for word. No, it is, funny. Yeah. it is interesting that he's, he's weirdly more prepared. Than he's, I think his last special actually was like... For my taste and what I like about him was too prepared. He brought right. he had he yeah. brought like a bunch of like young comics like to help him organize his stuff and like uh, when I, I watched about the first fifteen minutes of it and I think he's I love watching Tracy's comedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but the first fifteen minutes I go well this isn't what I like about Tracy. You'd like you'd rather see him at the mall when other people are trying to shop. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I like seeing yeah. him stand outside of the cellar or the stand comedy club and as people and I mean in mid conversation he's talking about real things like I mean like real like genuine. You know, goes. We gotta find that Malaysia plane, and we ain't gonna. Oh, look at this bitch right here! I suck your feet <laughs> while you take a shit. <laughs> and they never stop, even though they know it. They go, "That's Tracy Moore." I'm gonna keep walking. It's almost like they're afraid of him. Sure. <laughs>
That is a smart move. That's a bad neighborhood. Oh, Cleveland Wherever shows. Malls the Cleveland shows. Where he is, is a bad neighborhood. I wonder if you can find Cleveland show took a pretty good shot at Tracy Morgan. Or oh, yeah. somebody, somebody, hey, yeah. What happened at this? There was some big brouhaha to stand. He had a big star down there or something. I saw page six. I can't think of who it was. Yeah. But who was down there? It was like uh, some... Uh, McLovin. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Oh, yeah. Zach Efron. oh all those... All the... Uh, that Gerard Carmichael uh, kid who's in Neighbors. Yeah. Very funny dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gerard. He's a young comic. Really funny. Really good. And, uh... He was just all week. He was doing his spots. He was bringing around uh, McLovin, that uh, Christopher Mintz Plast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah. We hung out with him at the cellar one night. It was actually pretty cool. But nice kid. Seth Efron is like a big deal to you know the paparazzi. Someone said, did he just get busted? People buying get, drugs or people something? People get busted. What are you going to do? You know what I, mean? <laughs> I think you went to rehab. Don't you want to see a handsome motherfucker like that go down? Well, you know, On. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to TMZ this. People do things. Sometimes they, some well, he was in literally what's called Skid Row in LA, LA, yeah, and was in a fist fight with some homeless guys over a package that didn't arrive or whatever happened, you know. But he tried to explain it. The car broke down. The car broke down, and I got in a fight with a dude. It was for a movie. (laughs) Why are you taking the back of this pretty motherfucker? (laughs) Let's throw him under the bus. Ab having jerk off. <laughs> that guy's had a good ride for a long time. Let's take him down. Seth Herzog's with us. The new show, Science of Stupid. That's June thirteenth on Nat Geo. Brand new IFC web series coming out featuring Seth and his mother. <laughs> and uh, the weekly show at every Tuesday night at the Slipper Room. That is sweet at nine p.m. and that's on Orchard Street in Manhattan. The show's twenty one and over. Big J Okerson's here. The Atlanta Punchline. Go to punchline.com for tickets June 13th through the 15th and Legion of Skanks podcast, cavecomedyradio.com. Is that Cape May Radio? Is that what you're doing on Cape May Radio? (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Cape May. (laughs) Hello, 15... People Seth, you're, work. you're a North Jersey guy, right? Uh, Central Jersey dude. Central but Jersey. I did recently spend some time in Cape in Cape May for the, yeah. first, really? the first time. It's all haunted Victorian right. houses and like people like in like beach culture. It's like weird. It's like Jersey beach culture and there's like Victorian That's mansions. Funny, I've only went there to do a black comedy show once. Oh yeah. Told the guy I wouldn't do it unless he had a budget and wasn't paying me from the door. Uh-huh. And I, he goes, no problem. I got there and he goes. Door was light, man. Can't pay. The <laughs> <laughs> guy recently asked me to do a, a, a comedy festival in Atlantic City. I was like, "Fuck you!" He goes, I go, Fuck. and then I put a thing on on like Facebook and all that. I'm like, "Do not do this guy's thing. He's a bum. He doesn't pay." Yeah. Thing. He goes, "He goes, hey brother, can't a guy just try to get ahead in the business?" <laughs> like, was, yeah, that was the thing. Goes, Come on, man. That was that was years ago. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I love everyone. Everyone that screwed me over on money, I get a hold of eventually. Mm-hmm. Christian comedian D Lee, feel free, Ron Fez fans, tell that guy on Facebook how you feel about him. Twenty five hundred dollars. When he comes back, I go, hey, jerk off. When he reemerged as Christian comedian D Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, how do you spell that? D D E E L E E. Christian, he came back. That's one word. Popped back on the scene after falling out of like he, he closed his comedy club. He stopped, he was a comic. He didn't pay anybody. He owed money to. And then I co. Uh, and then all my like followers and Twitter followers stuff like started going at him. And he goes, "Hey, come on, brother. I have a family." He goes, "Listen, that was the old me. <laughs> right. The new me will send you a money order for the money." And I go, "You have. I gave you my address." 
seven years ago, jerk off. Like, where's the, you know, it's like, he's right. not going to pay anybody back anything. It's like, yeah. that was the way to reemerge, though, and not have so much trouble is to come out as Christian yeah, comedian. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> you could be doing those Christian comedy roasts. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Oh, right that's now. great. His his online videos of him performing. Because this is a guy that used to be, uh, you know, he, he was in Philly when I started. In the black circuit, all, you know, all those jokes were like, you know, you be hitting that chick's pussy up and the thing. And now I was about, you know, it's like, you getting right with God. You see that lady holding on to her purse with you. you know? yeah, <laughs> I mean, where are your tidings, girl? Where are your tidings at? <laughs> your tidings. So it's all simple. It's, it's like humping a stool, but he's not. Humping a stool is like something else now. You know, you see a guy walking with a stool like this. <laughs> so I brought up about the thing because mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of North Jersey people have never been to South Jersey. There is a definite. Life. Difference, yeah, and you grew up South Jersey was the beach, right? That's the shore too. Wildwood, Wildwood. yeah, Wildwood. Yeah, Seaside and, Heights was never a destination, and yet right. people up here they've never been to Wildwood no. in their life. They don't even they think the song is made up. <laughs> do you know a lot? Do you know, do you know a lot of people? Uh, I, I also know think that uh, there's only a Wawa. That's right at exit 7A next to the, the Great Adventure. Yeah, they think they that's the know. Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Let me tell you something. You want to blow someone's mind who's never been to an awesome convenience store? Take it. Christine's love of Wawa now is grotesque. Wawa's well, the best. It defects you. 4 a.m., huge, shitty sandwiches and every kind of chip possible. I love Philly does it right. I love their whole system at Wawa where they don't want to be talked to. So there's a whole new system where you have to plug in everything you want on this sandwich. If you go up to them and say, this is what I want, like, no, no, no. The computer. Go to the computer. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I don't want to deal with you. I got to deal with my hairnet. And to make that happen, by the way, it is the most, like, not even complicated, but it's just like there's so many options. You could be so like, many options. salt on the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a, yeah. Uh, only four slices of roasted pepper, please. It takes seven hours to get through all the options to finally say, I just want a ham sh like shorty. That's it. But by the time you walk around and eat your... Walking around soft pretzel. <laughs> There's a uh, soft pretzel you can eat while you're waiting for the sandwich to be well, done. Why would they leave yellow mustard out? They didn't want me to wolf one of those things there. I bring home the two packs. By the way, let me tell you why I do enjoy uh, my chick so much is because I bring I, when I go to I'd bring her home Wawa stuff and I'd bring those. When you go to Wawa, when you check out, there's single pretzels. And they look like, you know, like the number eight almost, like a pretzel. Right. They have the single one and they have the double ones. And so she comes, she goes, oh, my God, I got to stop down. She goes, I ate, uh, I ate two pretzels and I'm just like, I'm so full. And I'm like, all right, well, you, know, you only got to eat one. And then when I, cut, I came over later to eat one of them, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to grab one of those pretzels that I left with her. They're all gone. I brought she thinks that whatever was in the bag is a pretzel. It's <laughs> connected. So she ate yeah. four pretzels and was giving herself a little shit because she ate two. I'm like, no, you ate four. She goes, oh, that's not one pretzel. I go, how do you not know? These are sheets of pretzels. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that when two doll, the, the two paper cutout dolls are holding hands, that's one, one person doll. now? I thought they were Siamese pretzels. Uh, it is true. You can get a giant sheet of pretzels down there. Or that braid. And how do people eat this without putting mustard on it? It always it sickens me. You can do those, though, because uh, you, you can... No, none of those pretzels are anything I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> what he's talking about it. doesn't look or taste like an actual pretzel. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You know what, though? The wild pretzels are oh, salt. These things. They're, they're salt things, in the yeah. dough. 
Really? That's why, yeah. yeah, that's why you can't eat them without I don't mustard. know why they don't inject cheese into the dough. Oh, they have that, They too. have that? But there are, no one goes for those. You yeah. might as well inject cheese into your heart. go that far. <laughs> Do you have it with you? Because I will mainline some cheese right now. Give me some heart cheese. Inject that right Maybe in my eye. Travolta puts it in. <laughs> you, need, you need to look no further than Wawa to know why Philadelphia is the fattest city. I mean, they is have... Is it the fattest city, yeah. officially? They, they call it the, the, the um, city of brotherly love handles. <laughs> the thing they've been calling it. But, but it's a big comfort. The comfort food is beyond no better, yeah. unbelievable no better. in Philly. That, that Wawa now has a milkshake machine where you buy. Basically, it's like buying a like a quart of like Haagen Dazs type ice cream, and you put it in a machine and it milkshakes it for you. Oh, for I real? Wish, I wow! I wish you for had real? that with okay, your stepdad. Really? Yeah. You know, I wish for you had that with your stepdad. Huh? So you weren't in there churning it yourself. Yeah. As, a kid. <laughs> as soon as I could drive, that became the thing. <laughs> I love that Dude. it's called F apostrophe real. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. The, for real. We don't want to scare off the young black people. Looks like a spaceship. <laughs> and then they have, on the top of it, they have like a little TV with a wizard who's like, wait for your milkshake. It's coming. Oh. And, and it makes like, a noise. It's, it's a vicious noise, too. It's like a really, it really has to pulverize a frozen thing of ice cream so it's pretty uh, amazing we, we have to break again or seth calls it just dead air for five yeah. minutes so wait there's not you're not the, nothing wrong with your system just wait we'll be back we have to build tension for five minutes yeah seth is like the mork and mindy of uh, radio everything is new i don't understand how this works so i'm talking and they're hearing it i don't get this we'll be right back run a fez Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel Seth Herzog in with his Big J Okerson. These guys just keep riffing right through commercials. We went through CNN, Fox, MSNBC. We're on gay kids. Uh, <laughs> in more kid, ways than one. Yeah. Jewish kids that get to uh, go for birthright, which Molly's doing. When, when are you leaving, Molly? On Saturday. Now, they pay for your trip to Israel, right? Yep. Do they pay for the room, too, or you got to come up with your own place to stay? Oh, yeah, they pay for everything. There's a deposit, but you get it back if you don't mess up. What is the what is it the, that Israel hopes to get out of this? I uh, think that they hope that the you'll, si- you'll side with them in terms of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Like, oh, really? They send soldiers on your trip, and you're just supposed to experience Israel through the life of Israelis. I think it's sort of a political move. It's weird, because they couldn't be winning this... PR battle anymore in the United <laughs> States. It's the only thing that the Democrats and Republicans agree with. Yeah, we're pro-Israel. Actually, yep. I pro, think pro-Israel. Like I think that the younger generation that's coming up is a little bit more confused. I don't think it's as d- definitive. You really? You, you're you're not sure what side you're on. Um, I. Th- I yeah, I guess I'm not because I think like I think that a lot has come out recently about just different well, atrocious things. Did that, you see Julian Snobbles film? Both of them are doing no film. Uh, he is pro Palestine. 
What film was it? I don't know the name. Moral? Moral is the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Came out like three years ago. I wanted ago. to be Basquiat too, but I guess that's <laughs> never going to happen. But yeah, he was the first time, guy I ever saw do a pro-Palestine thing. And then he came in with the woman that's about. It was like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Oh, the writer who's his yeah. new wife. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's just stunning. She's Palestinian. Yeah. Yeah. She was hot enough to fuck him into siding with Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> that's a blunt way to put it. <laughs> Well, I like, to, I like to put it like I'm from Palestine. You are. Suck it, whore. I'm on your yeah. side. There's a comedy club there, by the way, if you're interested. In Palestine? Palestine, Palestine yeah. It's supposed to be pretty good. I'm not sure who's booking it. I'll let them you, you can also get a two-bedroom in Ramallah. So cheap. What? I'm going to... Is it made of fallout shelter? Yeah. Well, what, what the... Uh, point this out to the people in Israel, too. When they get the, the, the pro-Christian thing, because there's a lot of pro-Christians or pro-Israel, it's only because it sets up the homecoming, the second coming of Christ. He's going to come back once Israel is destroyed or something. Something important is going to happen. And then he'll come back, take some of the Jews as his soldiers, and then the rest of his soldiers will come from the south. Hmm. They're going to be born-again Christians from the south. <laughs> I'm going to explain that to everybody. It's quite you. an yeah, army. It, yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Spread the word. Bring that philosophy with you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> People from the south. Put that in your travel satchel. Do you know who you're traveling with? Um, yeah, Jews. Jews, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jews, exactly. Well, some of them just think about sex, so be careful over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met the group or anything? No, I skip both orientations. So. Mm. Oh, you're the badass of yeah, the uh, group. Is. I'm not going to orientation. Yeah. Tell me you love foreskin. No one will bother you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love foreskin and exposed tops of heads. Okay. okay. It's kind of she, my turn-ons, guys. She, she's a nice girl. <laughs> I'm trying to save her innocence. Yeah. Are you, have you saved your innocence? Yes. Is that damn school you go to? Guarded it with a lock and what key. What school are you, are you going to? Boston College. Well, that's yeah. like oh. a fuck shop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's actually mostly Catholic kids it at BC, is, yeah. right? Yeah. So everyone's just sucking each other's dicks all day, right? Exactly. A lot of anal. All day long. A lot of, lot of, lot of anal, yeah. Saving, saving <laughs> the church for God. I do think that there are a lot of kids in my school sexually frustrated because of the whole... Like, Catholic, Catholic thing. Catholic yeah, thing. yeah. No. I used well, to visit uh, Fordham. I'm, I know that scene. Yeah. Mm. How the Catholic girls are, uh, they go for it, no? Yeah, they do. That's the body language I of a was, thousand stories. Yeah. <laughs> I still, saddle shoes to this day, turn me on. Because the way, yeah, I see a girl in saddle shoes, I'm like, wild one. But, um, Once in a while, you just put them on but, your shoulders to see, remind you. you can get, I don't think you can get this in any other religion, but you can go in, confess, say some Hail Marys, Absolved. and leave yeah. there free. Yeah. It's a really great feeling. Jews do that once a year. Yeah, we'd have to do it every. Uh, and you don't week. do you do it just to yourself, right? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you have to say it to another human being. They know this in AA, and they know this from the Catholic Church. But a better human being and than you. And shrinks know yeah. it, of course. That if you're with a shrink, and if you just say something, Jay does it with his audience. If he has the slightest uh, uncomfortable thought, he puts it out there to the world. <laughs> yeah, I'll confess it to any molester. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a priest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, that there's there's power in that. There's comfort in that. Giving it up to turning, telling saying, somebody your hey, shit. I did it. Yeah. You know, I fucking did it. Chris, you, I mean, this guy doesn't rat, which is great about no, him. No. But now he's got stomach cancer I, uh, from holding it all that's in. Why. That's yeah. why. You know, it's funny. I have very recently had situations where I've uh, like purged 
like truths, oh, yeah. and it has, even though it's been difficult, caused a lot of conversations I didn't want to have, and weird emo. It's it overall does feel way better. And I would have said months ago before? it did. Just like keeping like secrets and mm-hmm. details of things right. that are like that. There's not that they're not. It's not that they're not not important, but uh, something I was able to kind of hold off on. But just kind of getting it out, even though it's like created a different uncomfortable situation. I definitely feel like whew, man, at least that's out there. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's it is way better. Well, I would like to say some things, but it drags other people down. So there you can, <laughs> I can't admit my sins. There's more than one person yeah. involved in this. Yeah, me and my friend yeah. Joey <laughs> yeah. raped a nun. Yeah. <laughs> he might not want to talk There's about it. There's some people it. in the Tinicum swamps that maybe I was in the car for, but that's it. So you gotta be careful. You know, to me, that's not absolving yourself. That doesn't feel better if you say, we four guys did that. Because there's, there's always somebody like this, you know, I don't know, man. You know, we're already it's behind us. It just doesn't feel right. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Yep. It's always like nom story. Yeah. What are we two back there, yeah. man? What, 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 what are we thinking? Shut up, dude. Because I can, I can live with guilt. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people. Can you, you know? really? Can yeah. you? Oh, you can bottle it up. It doesn't. Uh... I think it's a man's job. I think it's a, to uh, live with guilt. I think it's a father's job that yeah, I did some stuff, but everybody ate right. Don't ask me where the food comes from. Just enjoy it. Don't ask about my business. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> everybody feels like I did something awful, but I had to. You know. Sure. I had to do it. No, absolutely. Yeah, not so much. I wanted to, but you can live with it in a sense. Like, do you, but do you? Does it haunt you ever, or you say you live with it in a sense where you just like completely bury and be like, what is? I'm like Clinton, where I can put it in that that lockbox that it happened, and try to focus on all the good stuff. You know, and I'll never, it'll never get. You don't ever have like alone breakdowns. Like waking up, what did I do? Sure, no. I might wake up screaming, "Why, why?" But then I start to say, "I had to." Then right? you go, then you go Somebody, to your top yeah. drawer and get your necklace of ears and be like, "I know, I had to get out of there, man." Somebody's <laughs> got to carry this and let the big guy do it. I'm right. gonna carry it for everybody. I love it as like a a radio host. You've had to kill a lot of people <laughs> well, to get know. to where you are. Yes, there's other people that thought, you know. Hey, I'd like to be a radio host too. Not, not no. anymore. You can not only here. Not here. You're not. Yep. That's not the real Brucey. No. No. I would say this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's wearing a piece. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris, you can you can keep a secret though. Oh yeah, it's a fucking fault. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll actually probably forget about the secret. I'll hold it <laughs> so long. Right. So you can tell me anything. It doesn't matter. The problem about forgetting about a secret is when it does pop up in your head again, you might forget that it was a secret, secret. and tell everyone. I've, I've yeah. had that problem. Oh, Ron killed like five people. <laughs> <laughs> you guys no, oh, she told me like ten years ago. Was that <laughs> fuck? I thought it was well, statute limitations, right? You're fine. Now, do you feel the urge, like when you do, like, let's say, if you have a little piece of gossip, that mm-hmm. do you have to pass it on, or can you be no, okay with it? I do. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'll tell you. Well, it depends what it is. It depends yeah. where it's going to land in my world. Mm-hmm. But I have to. I had a thing. I thought one of the most adult things I've ever done was I was on a road gig with a buddy. Two buddies, actually. And one of them, we were just all... Uh, we shared a hotel room. This is the time this was. We were all in the same room. And he goes... Uh, we were laughing and telling some stories about like some mildly borderline gay things that we did when we were younger. We're having that confession session. Mm-hmm. And my buddy goes... Uh, I, he goes, I've done five gay things in my life. 
He goes, I'll tell you guys. And then right there, I started laughing immediately. And then I go, uh, no, 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 don't. Like, don't, don't tell me. He's like, he's like, no, he's like, I, I want to tell you. It's fine. I'll tell you. I go, I go, no, don't tell me because you, you're gonna, you're telling me this, but like, don't tell anybody, and I'm gonna tell everyone if you tell me these things. <laughs> I know. He goes, no, nah, but it's, shut up, dude. He goes, I'm just gonna tell. And I go, I'm telling you, don't. Yeah. And I made him not. I, to this day, I don't know what those things are. I Thank go, God. I just don't want to know because I'm, I will tell, tell someone. People. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, see, told you, and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell all your stories. So I'm like, I don't. See, that's nice of you to say that to at least give them like, yeah, well, a disclaimer. See, I go in a different way. I believe in the abortion clinic nod, where you're just like, hey. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I acknowledge you, but this doesn't have to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Let's just all keep moving. Oh, that guy lives on my block. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't understand people who like to to gossip because th- then the, there's no value to that information that you have. I think anymore. it's for that moment. You that, know, that your friends moment, are gathered yeah. around. You guys are not going to believe. Okay, because because everybody's not Seth Herzog, where you right. can sit and hold a room and yeah. make a room laugh. Yeah. So they have that one little moment of like look i have something today yeah right and I, then I, it blows away and then yeah i never got it on like the unbelievable which is funny now because like a lot of those things you when you're a kid in school like almost now you hear like it's the urban legend story that you hear constantly the kid that got caught jerking off in school mm-hmm. and it never actually happened but they would just like start mm-hmm. i was never a big fan like i never stirred up and spread like bullshit like that kind of but i'm talking about a genuine like you know yeah. a guy was like oh man i I think I fucked a tranny yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to tell three more people that for days I would do. Why would you look at me and be like, you know, I'm going to open up to this guy? You love yeah. to tell. You're, you're, he was like a derelict. Yeah, you're a teller. You know what it is? I get envious. I get jealous. I'm like, I wish I could tell a story about me fucking a tranny by accident. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess then you go on with your stupid story. <laughs> Bang a tranny. It's going to be useless to the world. Maybe you need to fuck more trannies. Yeah. That's what, what you're you doing with your, with I your gotta, time. Here's the thing. If I just went out and fucked it feels forced. Yeah, I want to be tricked in the fucking a tranny, right? Like, like a regular every dude. sailor in New York this week. Yes. <laughs> I had last night at a comedy club. I was trying to put the host uh, on host like a in shape black dude, mm-hmm. good looking guy. That there was this tall, tall girl in the front row. Sure. Dark, and I was like, you know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he was like, totally. You know what? When he goes outside, he goes, oh, is that her over there? He goes, oh man, she is uh, good looking. And he, and it, she is good looking. And he just starts walking over, and as he's walking over. I go, I should, I, I should stop. I think that's a dude. I remember she was a dude. Like, look at those big ass hands and that thick ass neck. I'm have to do. And he went over to, and just like for five minutes, I was in there. He goes, so where are you from? Uh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is so he you not didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. him. Figure it out. Absolutely. Did he figure it out? <laughs> no, I don't, down, I, I, I don't think it went anywhere. I think it was even like down low. Yeah, Black maybe, people are okay with it. No, they're okay. not okay with it. Didn't they yeah. all flip out on that DJ guy? Yeah, you just can't get caught. You gotta, it's gotta be on the DL. yeah, you yeah. gotta DL it. You gotta yeah. treat it like you're in prison. Talking about gossip, what was that? Uh, that Wendy Williams chick used to say every rapper was just gay. Mm. Everyone was like, when Method Man was popular, he goes sucking dick. It's like really, all of them? Every one of them? Is it the only way you can get popular in the black community is to blow guys? <laughs> they can't all be gay. <laughs> Method Man was blowing LL Cool J, who then in turn blew Q-Tip. But I think I think it's that anybody who's ever been to jail. It's the jailhouse thing you know i wonder how prevalent that still is i wonder if you go in there it's only for young guys yeah but only I'm, for young guys yeah i'm wondering with this ass and these tits if i walked in there am i getting fucked first day or are I, they gonna give me a carton of cigarettes and then tell me i owe them in a week no, or something? Be, i hate to tell you and i don't want to hurt your feelings but you'd be ignored you're at really the, yeah you're at the point now where you don't even matter you know <laughs> too I mean? old yeah cut too to old. me in the yard pulling my nips and spitting between my tits come on boys <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nobody wants to hit these mountains right, that was too much for no. molly 
She's a really nice. I girl. want to give her a lot to think about on that plane trip to yeah. Israel. Yeah. The twelve-hour trip. Hey, you if you I don't tell you stories like this, what are you coming home to? <laughs> what are you going to have to come home to? Yeah. You want your stories like this? Are you going to cry at the Wailing Wall? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you gotta. Okay. You want to do it all? Yeah. Okay. Or just spray paint up there. Latin yeah. Kings. Just put Latin Kings. Latin 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 Bobby, Kings. Brown. <laughs> Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston did it. <laughs> Latin Kings. <laughs> What's his name? Like neck face, just like those tags. <laughs> Save Domino. <laughs> Fuzzy, we got to start shutting this thing down, huh? Yep, it oh. is time to go. We're just getting started. Yeah, we are really just kicking in. The ice cream is melted. Uh, you're the only one that remembered that ice cream. This was the smallest amount of ice cream to try to win over, you know, employees. Fucking, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's a big ice cream. What do we get? We get something every three months. Uh, yeah, pretty much. There's barbe- oh, we- there should be barbecues next. Yeah. Barbecues, right. summer barbecues, and then the Christmas party. All right, so it's what really are we like missing? It's, so it's, we're only getting three a year. Yeah, it used to be a lot, like every like two months. There, there should giving be out one booths. day a year that's just a wilding, where you can <laughs> get even <laughs> with anybody who's just pissed a purge. Off. Just yeah. like purge. Yeah, the purge. purge that shit. Oh, you should have like a boxing match night where everyone gets to <laughs> fight, fight who they want to yeah. fight. Yeah, you know, you get to pick their yeah because their dudes. then everybody be lined up against the same guy, fucking ruin their life. There's a softball league. That's the only way they learn. Yeah. There's a what? There's a softball league. It's kind of the same thing. Okay. Who's all in it? I don't know, but I see people walking around. The shirts are blue. It's the only way you keep black. If it was a bowling league, like they all want, there'd be no black people. <laughs> Got to make it an outdoor sport. It's a, you know, it's reverse racism. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but is every show its own team, or is it one team? Has it has it has it work? I don't know. Right. I'll do a little research. Yeah, look into it a little bit because I want to play Al and don't. <laughs> yeah, gonna say, they're yeah. killing it at the at the Memorial Day dance recital though. <laughs> yeah, they're putting on a play at the end of the year. <laughs> Remember, it's softball, and Al involves lesbians as well. Oh shit! Right. Good Fast call. pitch. Yeah. Even though Fez came out gay, he doesn't get along with the LQ gang. No. What, no? What, what happened? They don't like you? or They don't like me. They don't accept me because I don't have any experience. They they make promises to me and then stand me up over and over again. What are the promises? Like, I'll blow you? Or what do they say? No, it's, uh, I'm going to take you around, introduce you to the gay community. I'm going to take you to some spots. Oh, my partner is perfect matchmaker. He's going to introduce you to someone nice. Nothing. Wait, but do you follow up? What's that? Do you follow up at all? He takes a pill and he won't even remember this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get canceled on probably within hours of just uh, when I'm supposed to meet up on the weekend. Oh, that wow. does stink. And then I call Ron and cry. But if you if you bang a guy, you think they'll open arms to you? For, that seems weird. It seems like they would take I on know, the I know, it's ch- the weirdest initiation ever. You think they would take <laughs> on the challenge though, of helping you out? You would think, yes. Yeah, that's so weird. You have to be jumped into this gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to break a kid into the straight world, and it's not easy. It's not easy. (laughs) Here's what we do in our world. I don't know why it's... I don't know how it could be hard to be gay in New York, though. It seems like... It's the easiest town to be gay in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's here's the thing. I mean, that tension's been built for so... You know, he's not like... 18 or even I know, like but let's suppose like he just decided, oh, I want to try barbecue when he lived in Austin. Right. You know what I mean? It would be easy. <laughs> to go try a little yeah. barbecue. Yeah. I mean, glory holes exist. You they could do. just go try that out. I don't but want you don't want your first. Yeah, he doesn't no. want yeah. the first time. Right? I'm not Why? saying, uh, uh, listen, 
If my first time could have just been with some like a forty year old lady smoking a cigarette and tugging on my dick like she was milking an udder, I don't. I would have done that. Right. I'm saying, right. if my first experience was going to be like, uh, 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 what do you what, you you would what, you want it love and you want Fez away for love? I just get that he not that he wants to wait for love. He wants to wait for a guy to make him feel like he's really into him. Yeah. And stuff like that. He wants to be like like doted on a little yeah, bit. Have that... you been to the gym? Fez? <laughs> have you gone to a gym? Yeah, look at me. <laughs> if he goes on a stairmaster, his heart explodes. That's a problem. But Immediately. The, the thing I don't I'm gonna give you a quick one and shave the mustache, but that's me. Are you kidding me? No. You but think that like, works? No. The works. If you love the Lorax, you're gonna fuck Fez. <laughs> I don't know if that's a gay favorite. I love Fez's mustache. You love the Lorax. <laughs> How did I me? fuck him? I'm sitting here for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a single Lorax record. Are you kidding me? I'm literally I've never seen someone who looks more like the Lorax in my life. I'll try it in a bar. Hey, dude, I speak for the trees. How? <laughs> How did I miss that for the past 365 days? I need a time machine. Thank you, Seth Herzog. His new show, Science of Stupid, that's June 13th for the premiere on Nat Geo. You can see him every Tuesday night uh, with his show, Sweet at the Slipper Room on Orchard Street in Manhattan. And look for the new IFC web series coming out featuring Seth Herzog and his mother. Big J Okerson, thank you. He's going to be at the Atlanta Punchline June 13th through the 15th. Go to punchline.com for tickets and listen to his podcast, Legion of Skanks, on cavecomedyradio.com. Watch for Jimmy Schubert on TV starting tonight with Last Comic Standing and then Saturday night at 1 a.m. in the East on Comedy Underground with Dave Attell and Molly the Intern who will be at the Gaza Comic Strip. <laughs> Uh, uh, we, Fezzy, we should uh, leave up some comments on that last comic standing over at the iBank. And also go check out The Halls, um, the new TV show that the interns are doing, The Halls. You can get that over on the iBank and get people to follow or whatever. I don't understand all the Instagram. You can go to the Pinterest. I you can Pinterest something. Sure. <laughs> you can go to the iBank.com or check out our Twitter and Instagram at SXM. And you can go to Instagram, right? Yes. Straight to Instagram. Yeah. Same, uh, What's LinkedIn? Same name, Ron and Fez yeah. SXM. LinkedIn is a way for me to put a thumbs up that I like your resume. Is that, yeah, is that, <laughs> it's, people tell me, I get requests from people whose names I do know the names. Like, yeah. so-and-so wants you to be yeah. a link. I'm like, do you have a, a, a profile? Are you on there at all? No, I don't know what it is at all. It's just another uh, social, social media. media thing, but it's all businessy. I just got, I do Twitter, and that goes directly to my Facebook, and then someone said Instagram, and I go, I don't, now I no, got to too much. Now it's I also have to take a picture of yeah. it? I don't know. I don't have it in me. <laughs> Instagram's fun to just watch. Just like follow people and just look at like what they're doing and pictures they're taking. They put pictures up of themselves and the all videos. sorts of stuff. So you can follow people and they who t either take good pictures or do interesting stuff and mm. it's great. I don't have the time. So Molly, we can <laughs> follow your trip. Mm -hmm. We could follow your trip to Israel. Yeah, yeah, I'll be taking some pics. Yeah. Okay. Are you? Uh, We're on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? It's pop p o p da d a molly m o l l a y. Oh, okay. I fell asleep halfway through that. That's really the other thing with like those hands. Like, they're so like you want to just look up a person and there's yeah. like, you know it's exactly it's like a bunch of nonsensical words. 
for, for these things. Jizzmaster 5,629. That's my handle. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, I memorized yours because you have a lot of cool shit. Jizzmaster right. Jizz. Jizzmaster Jizz. That's it for us. Go and check that out on iBank. And I just thought of something, too. I don't have time to get into it. But Fez looks like the Lorax. Hey, that's the end of my show. Dog. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.